Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode six of Roll the Credits podcast. I am Zach, uh, co-hosted by my special guest this evening, Frank. Hi. <laughs> the special guest. Uh, today, we are going to be talking, finally, 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 about one of my favorite directors, Guillermo del Toro. Yep. <laughs> Frank is just... Not super into him. Yeah, so I, I actually, so yesterday before we, um, I told you like, hey, like I have seen the movie. I just, I saw it a while ago. Yeah. After watching it, I realized, it's well, good. like not fully watching it, but like a couple, like 15 minutes in, I was like, oh no, I never actually saw this movie. I oh, thought cool. I did. So it was my first time watching it. And man, was I not impressed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a good movie. Yeah. It's a. I like this movie I, a lot. I understand you like it, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna shit on it completely, but not yet. I have some issues for sure, but um, yeah, definitely not my favorite Guillermo del Toro film. So today we are going to be talking about his work of Crimson Peak, 2015 Crimson Peak. You got all the actors and everybody. I, I got in everybody. It. In Go ahead. I got. I got stuff for days yeah let's go yeah so we got charlie hunnam playing dr alan i forgot his last name yeah uh macaulay culkin probably uh we got tom hiddleston playing thomas sharp uh-huh. uh jim beaver plays carter cushing which is the father of the main protagonist yep who is mio was Kawaska? <laughs> I butch- yeah, butchered gotta, the fuck out of that I, name. When I was looking up her IMDb, I was like, wow, that's a hell of a last name. Yeah. I've seen her before. I know her, I know her, but I just never actually knew her name. Yeah, I know. I, I've seen her in something actually, else. Most of the actors and actresses are actually pretty big. Like, they're all, like, decent, you know, they're all actually, like, decent names. Yeah, I it's mean. It's not, like, a crappy cast at all. No, like, Charlie Hunnam and Tom Hiddleston are, like, the two bigger names to it, but. Yeah. I like Charlie Hunnam. He just hasn't done anything really since. Uh, Pacific Rim or Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she, Mia plays Edith Cushing. Yep. Who is the pretty much the main character. Yep. And then you have Jessica Castain, who is Lucille Sharp. Yeah. So that's everybody. <sighs> Yay! <laughs> we're gonna get into it. <laughs> so, uh, the opening scene, the very, 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 very first shot with like um the Universal studios logo coming in and like it's all red <laughs> no uh <laughs> like the first shot of the actual film yes uh really really pretty right a really really beautiful like, opening scene if nothing else can you just admit that guillermo del toro knows how to make a very pretty dark yeah no for sure like i will not take that away from him i wholeheartedly will say that his cinematography his set designs mm-hmm. the clo- like the way that he um just like everything about the visuals of the film, very, 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 very beautiful. Yeah, especially too when we get later on to like seeing the mansion and you see like inside. It's yeah. such a pretty yeah, shot. It's, it's very, very. Uh, his his set pieces are really, really, really. But they always are. Yeah, they. That, that's like what he's known for, right? Is well, like yeah, practical like effects and just beautiful cinematography. The same thing with the Shape of Water. Like mm-hmm. really, really. N- like it was very Wes Anderson for yeah. me, uh, with really? the Shape of Water, Shape of Water, not like just because like he was so like there was so much like pastel greens and all that like it was it just very it felt very Wes Anderson because Wes Anderson is you know infamous for his the way he uh, color grades his films. Mm-hmm. Shape of Water felt very Wes Anderson for me, not not the actual plot or like how it's shot or anything, yeah, but just just the, like just the color grading and how it looks. 
Um, but yeah, this movie is gorgeous to look at. Yeah, I like this movie. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, we we open up. Um, you see that full white snowy area. You see who we don't know at this point, but it's Edith. It's Edith, yeah. And she's just covered in blood. Yeah. Um, and an overview basically of her talking, just saying ghosts are real. This much I know. Yeah. Which kind of is like the more or less like the point of the movie. Kinda. You fucking asshole. Kinda. <laughs> um, so yeah, like it, it kind of starts off with from there a flashback basically of Edith talking about like her mother passing away. I believe she died from like, they call it black collar. Yeah. Which I, I don't know what that I, is. Yeah, I don't know what that is. That's like old timey disease yeah. that hurts you polio <laughs> freckles <laughs> she died from freckles <laughs> too many of them um but yeah they do like the the funeral scene where it's like they're they're bringing the casket and mm-hmm. as a little girl she's there and they basically say like oh father said like she couldn't have an open casket just because of like how bad it was yeah um and then it, it kind of like cuts to her sleeping in her bed that yep, night she's a little girl this like during this she's like oh i don't know she looks like she's maybe like seven or eight yeah, yeah she's pretty young yeah so she's just kind of like hanging out in bed and like she hears like creaking and yeah. everything like that yeah and then the ghost kind of like the the i mean yeah it's a ghost right yeah and it's she like is in the hallway really really far back and you just see like her silhouette yeah really, cool right really really good really imagery flowy. really really good imagery and then the way that she like creeps her way into the room, and then mm. she, uh, Edith is like kind of like she she gets scared, right? And she rolls over, yeah, and she, she turns like, away, and she like doesn't look. And then you just have like that really really long hand that grabs her, and yeah. it's like a it's like fully black hand, really really long nails, really really cool. Yeah, and you uh you you understand that that's like her mother. Yeah, because she even says to like my daughter, and like kind of like lays down next to her almost mm-hmm. and, and then she says beware the infamous yeah beware, beware. of crimson peak yes which goddamn, like you fucking it takes you like almost all of the movie for her later on to realize mm-hmm. that it's crimson peak mm-hmm. but we'll, we'll talk about that later yeah um but yeah you get like that cool imagery too like after the ghost leaves and you you have like She's kind of like looking up, and you see the little lantern light, whatever it is, and like the moths are kind of going on to yeah. it. I like that. I like that shot. Yeah, it was cool. I, again, like uh, the way his the the way he shoots his movies. I actually I also really really like the way he was doing like the really really old school like nineteen the thirties like circle cutaway where it would just like zoom in on well not zoom in yeah. but just. The, everything would go black except for the circle and it would just like focus on one thing and then it would fully close out and then it would open back up i really really like that i thought that was really cool yeah I was because this movie almost that. kind of feels because that's almost like what they do for like plays yeah like and this this movie almost feels like little vignettes almost like everything is just kind of like okay like this is again like with guillermo del toro's and his great set pieces mm. they almost feel like very theatrical and you're watching a play so it kind of felt like that yeah, that's why. Like, he did a lot of research. Like, he he looked into a lot of like gothic love stories and period pieces just to like get the tone for this yeah. movie. So you really get like he he's good at this. <laughs> I like Guillermo del Toro a lot. <laughs> um. So yeah, then it kind of opens up. You get like the title of the movie where it's coming through through like a book. Yeah. Um. And it's kind of like sketched out, and then it fades into. Where we're at, like Brooklyn, New York, mm-hmm. 
I'm walking here. I'm walking here, <laughs> Midnight <laughs> Cowboy. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, then you see Edith's fully grown. Um, she's walking into... I, I honestly didn't really figure out what building this was. I think it's just, like, the building that her father works at. Right. And she just has, like... She's talking to Dr. Allen, who we're introduced to, yep. as she's coming up the stairs, and just saying about, like, oh, like, I, I have, like, my book that I've been working on, yeah. and, like, I'm, I'm really trying to get it published. Yeah, so, she, exactly, <clears throat> so you learn that she's a writer, basically, yeah. and apparently a very good one at that. I mean, everybody, all the time, they, like, almost everybody that, I mean, there's not many characters that see it, but the ones that do, they, like, they compliment her writing so much, and they say how good it is. Yeah, yeah, they really like it, and then... You get I, again. I just didn't really like follow it that well. I think it was Doctor Allen's mother who who comes down the stairs like with with a couple other girls, and they're just super catty. Yeah, they they're are catty for like no reason. Yeah, it's very like stereotypical kind of. Yeah, like it's are you coming? Like, oh, to we're the ball? a group of girls, and we don't <laughs> like you because you are different or whatever. You know? Yeah, you're not coming to the ball or the gala. Yeah, so it's just very like stereotypical kind of like oh, and but like there is that cool line where she says something to the effect of like, um, I'd rather be Mary Shelley. Yeah, exactly. And die like yeah. alone. Exactly. Yeah, I really really like that line. Yeah, which is cool. I, I I mean, they brought up Mary Shelley, which Frankenstein's one of my favorite stories yeah. too. So then I believe enters in uh a man who you then kind of realize is thomas yeah so she's like at her desk basically yeah and he and thomas comes in kind of like he has like a he's he's there because he has a pitch to do um so and she's like hey he's like hey is your father here which is and then you know but she doesn't he just says by his name i don't remember what the dad's what's the father's name in the film uh, uh i don't remember uh, whatever yeah, he's like he's like hey is so-and-so here not knowing that that was her dad and she was like oh well you're 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 are you late and he was like no and she was like well he hates people who are late he's like i'm actually early and she was like well uh uh he's like well i'm actually i'm actually early too or whatever <laughs> I don't know. she's he's, he says like i'm early and then she's like well he doesn't like that either yeah but um he compliments her writing he sees he sees mm. her writing and, and he compliments it and then he was talking about it being, it being a ghost story. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, but it's not really. She's like, it's more of a love story with ghosts in it. Yeah. And that's said multiple times throughout yeah. this movie. So he Guillermo del Toro was kind of being like blunt with this because yeah. people, the, the problem with this movie, just fan reaction wise, is a lot of people were like, oh, it's not scary. Oh, the ghosts weren't like that creepy in it. It's. A, a big misconception is this wasn't supposed to be a horror movie. Right. But I do have my issues with even what you're going to say. Yeah. This we'll, is, we'll this go is back. a we'll, gothic we'll do that later. romance Right. Movie. So this movie isn't really a horror film as more of an actual romance movie that yeah. has horror elements. Yeah, exactly. So Thomas is there. He comes in and she's like, yeah, okay, hey, I'm here to do my pitch. She basically takes him up to the, where they are and mm-hmm. then... Um, He's like he's he's doing his pitch and he's basically like trying to he has like this this little uh, mechanical machine yeah. in which it's all about like shoveling uh, clay. Yeah, he he has like this whole thing of like this red clay that he can use to build bricks and it's kind of like a mining thing. He yeah. really he really just wants like money. Yeah. To support like what he's trying to do. Right. 
and the father is just not not impressed, not impressed at by all. all. He and he he just like throws him so much shade. He's like, oh, oh yeah. you went to this, you went to like <laughs> Italy, you went to this place, you went to this place, and they all turned down, and now you're here. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, well, we're not giving it to you either. Yeah, and he's, he's like, like, you've never worked a day in your life. Yeah, Look at how actually, soft your hands yeah, are. Yeah, I really, really like that where he was talking and he was saying how, how he was like, feel my hands. He's like, they're callous. They're rough. He's like, I, you know, I've been basically busting my ass. I've been building things until I was able to buy real estate. And I was like fixing up these buildings. So I was able to buy them. And then, and then he was like, when I shook your hand. It's like they, those were the the softest hands I've ever felt <laughs> in my life. Yeah, and, and, Tom, and Tom was just like, "Oh, <laughs> ouch!" Yeah, I've built a plank of wood before. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So basically, he just wasn't impressed by the pitch at all. No, he even goes on to say too, is like everybody in this room, like the whole council meeting, has been like building since they were kids. And then he points out like that he makes like a little joke. He's like, except for except for Billy over there, he was a lawyer, yeah, he's but a he lawyer. can't he can't help that. Yeah. But yeah, like he's just not willing to like give him any funding. Right. Um, so then it cuts to a rainy night at like Edith's house yep. now. So the father's preparing for like a party ball type yeah, thing. His, uh, he's he's very um uh he has like very, very low self esteem. You think so? He does. They, it was made pretty clear. Oh, yeah, just because he's like, oh, I need my corset. Well, he says like, oh, like I need my corset. And then like even after the death, he's... They they say like oh like don't um they say something to the effect of like don't she's like don't move him like that don't do this to him mm. he was he was very very uh like he, he doesn't want to look his age yeah that's why he always dresses so nicely so and like you know there, there's a lot of he like is they they show there's a few scenes of him like shaving constantly and he's mm. making sure that like everything is like really really perfect because he doesn't he doesn't want to look old. So I think I think he has like a very very low self esteem. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll accept that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, he's just getting ready for the party. Yep. Um, I believe like Edith's supposed to come, but she's just like, nah, I don't really feel like it. Yeah, like it was kind of like, hey, like you can come, and then, sh-. but it kind they make it sound very much like this is kind of like a regular thing where she's supposed to be like going out and being more sociable, and she's like, no, I'm just gonna stay in because when some. Because the doctor comes, mm-hmm. his doctor, and then they go out together, and he's like, "Hey, like, she's not coming." I think she, I think he says like she's not coming again. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh, she's yeah, stubborn Allen. or whatever." And then he was just like, "Yeah, well, whatever." And then basically they just kind of accept that she's not going to go. So it kind of seems like this is more of a regular occurrence. Yeah, but you you do get the sense at this point where Doctor Allen's super into Edith. Really, I got that sense like right off the bat, where it's like he just. Like, even from their first encounter when she's walking up the stairs at, like, the, the workplace, yeah. and, like, he stops and, like, turns around and, like, walks with her. Yeah. Like, he's, I think he's just super into her. Maybe. That's not really, like, uh, like, they don't really dive into that no, very much at all. not at all. Like, <laughs> it's just, like, little snippets that yeah. you're like, eh, maybe. Yeah. Fan fiction. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll write. We'll write about it. <laughs> Um, so basically she's in her house now alone, right? Mm -hmm. She's like, goes, she basically like they leave. She goes back up to her bedroom. She closes the door. She's like writing. And then she hears a noise and she immediately thinks that it's her dad. So she's like, dad, did you forget something? Yeah. And then the door, like the doorknob starts like creaking like back and forth. Yeah. And it starts like rattling. And Mm -hmm. then the door opens very, very slowly and the handle like stays down. Yeah. And then she walks over to it very timidly and goes to like touch the handle and then it like shoots back up. Mm -hmm. And then she looks up. Yep. And sees the ghost mother figure again. Right, yeah. And again, 
she's just she she's like floating towards her yeah and i don't know like she's just like i don't i don't feel like dealing with mom right now yeah so she she slams the door slams the door runs back into her bed um but then she like creepily walks back up to hear if like the mom is still there or yeah not. yeah yeah and then you get like one of the first like little like spooky things that happens where it's like it's a little jump scare. The mom comes through the door. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She came through the door. Right. Yeah, and again, is just warning her, beware of Crimson Peak. Yep. And then that's it, really, right? It kind of just... Well, no, like, because uh, the door shuts back again from it, and, like, she kind of falls back to her bed. Yeah. And then immediately, like, the maid opens the door. It's like, hey, what's wrong? Are you okay? Oh, right, right, right. And then Tom, Thomas, Thomas is back there, right? So is this is kind of like I don't know this is like a weird Love. their relationship is odd a little yeah um so like he's basically downstairs and the maid is like hey like you got a visitor here and then she's like send him away and she's <laughs> like yeah no he's being pretty persistent yeah you know, he wants to like talk to you so she comes down the stairs and Thomas is there and Thomas is like hey <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm in your house yeah yeah <laughs> and she's like uh my dad isn't here and he's like I know I wait I've been waiting outside like did you, did you <laughs> notice rain. he said that he was like I was outside across the street watching until he left oh that's a little creepy <laughs> <laughs> it's just so weird um so she, so she's like oh and he's like uh he basically like uh, like the whole point of it is basically he wants her to go to the ball with her yeah or he, he yeah he wants like to go to ball with her. talking to her a little yeah. bit like he's obviously like into her yeah from what we feel yeah right now and then that's baby and then i think they she event she agrees to go yeah because he said something along the lines of like don't you want to live a little yeah and then she was like yeah i guess <laughs> I do. plus she probably doesn't want to be stuck in the house with that ghost because she just had that experience so she's like yeah let me, maybe let's get out of here for a couple hours yeah but so she does go. know it's her mom yeah but it's also just i mean still like yeah, if I my guess. dead mom came to me I would be like, uh, I'm not fucking staying here. Frank, why are the shoes on the bed? <laughs> oh, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> Shut up, mom. <laughs> so, yeah, like then it cuts to we're at the party now and there's a beautiful piano playing where everybody's kind of like gathered around it. Mm -hmm. um, you see like a woman playing the piano. You notice the red ring. I yeah. don't know if you picked that yeah, up, but yep. like they they kind of zoom in on that a little bit, and then once she's finished, she covers the ring, mm -hmm. um, and then that's when Thomas and Edith enter, and then they go and talk to Alan, and the woman who was playing, who you find out is Lucille, Thomas's sister. Sister, yeah, and uh, yeah. So she, I mean, I don't really remember much about this scene except for the waltzing <laughs> yeah i mean it's basically edith, like the point of the scene yeah edith just kind of like goes to the the caddy person and was like hey sorry didn't mean to like just drop in and she's like nah whatever i'm not mean anymore yeah and then, yeah right like everyone i don't know two-faced i guess yeah a little bit but like <clears throat> yeah then then like you said like he points he, out he, like oh the waltz yeah he like goes through because he's he's in america but he's not an American. He's English. Yeah. So he basically like is saying like, hey, I'm going to teach everybody how to do the European waltz. And he's like, eh, if it's done properly, <laughs> you will be able to, to, to hold a candle with the person and the candle will never go out. 
and then everyone's like, ooh, and he's like, and then he walks up to Edith and he like takes he like takes her hand and he's like, come on, like let's do this, and she's like, no, and he's like, come on, let's do this, and she's like, okay, so then she like <laughs> they like they like put the candle in between and then he's leading right, and mm-hmm. then they're just like dancing around and that candle goes out like twenty five times during that scene, <laughs> <laughs> just had to keep relighting it, dude, it's like, that shit, candle, shit, yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right retake shit all right come on <laughs> set it back up from the top <laughs> no what would be really funny if that was in the movie where like where tom is just <laughs> just cursing is just like shit 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 because he, he's just, just talking keeps relighting it he's oh just, he's just being cocky he's like yeah i can do it with the, the candle lit and like he takes the first step it goes out it's like everyone look away <laughs> relights it <laughs> shit, shit, shit. Oh yeah. All right. So anyway, they're dancing. They're like they're doing the waltz. Dude, the scene is just that. That scene just goes for too long. A little. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it, it's a good like two, three minutes. It feels, yeah. It feels like you're watching them do like an entire like dance, <laughs> like an entire song. And you're, yeah. I'm, I'm, at this point, I was like, man, this is a little long winded here. Yeah. I mean, you do you do see though. The father and Alan kind of like give each other a look of like, "Hey, what's going on?" Yeah, here? they're like, "We don't like this guy." Yeah, it's a little weird. immediately like from the like you said from the beginning. The father does not like Thomas at all. No, and, and, he, he and later he's very suspicious out. of him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so basically they do the waltz, and then where do we go? Well, I mean, I I wanted to point out too that they kind of like share a moment right before they start waltzing. Oh yeah, he's where... like, "Now's the time." <laughs> well. He's like, if you need to, you can close your eyes. And she looks at him as like, I don't want to close my eyes. Yeah. I don't want to fall asleep because I miss you, baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the song starts playing. <laughs> this is a new hit. <laughs> they just wrote it. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. So You know that new sound you've been looking for? <laughs> <laughs> well, here it is. It's electric guitar. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Oh yeah. So, so Lucille kind of has like a bit of a look to her too. Yeah, Lucille's very just <clears throat> bitchy in this whole film. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, just does not like uh, Edith at all. Basically, the entire film. No, she really doesn't like anybody though. Yeah, she doesn't like herself either. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. Then it cuts to the father in like that really nice like private bathroom, I guess. No, he was in, like, his office, wasn't he? No, 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 because now, like, he's he's taking, like, he's doing his first scene of the shaving. Oh. And he's, like, he's he's got a lot of money. Yeah. Like, he, I mean, if you didn't tell from the mansion, but, like, he's got a lot of money where it's, like, he has this whole bathroom to himself, and, like, he's getting brought by waiters, like, breakfast yeah, and yeah, coffee, yeah, yeah. and, like, he's got this nice well, shave. Well, yeah, he's, like, a real estate guy that's like what he does he like owns buildings so he's mm-hmm. yeah he's got he he's got a nice chunk of change in his pocket i wonder if daniel from there will be blood ever met him Ooh, <laughs> is it the same time no, crossover no it's not even the same time period <laughs> you don't know then, wait what I, I don't even know like when does this movie take place because like they say dates at some point and i think they're saying like 18 something it's like it's like old they said one date which was when they showed that they were in Brooklyn, New York. Oh, okay. And that was the one thing that I missed while taking notes. Oh, okay. What and was I was like, I'm not it's rewinding. Old it's, it's old, old. Like, it's, like they take place, it, this movie must take place, I don't know, it's got to be, like, late 17, early 18s, like, because it's all, it's very, like, Victorian, it seems. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that. But, yeah, like, he's just, um, he's in there, he's just 
shaving a little bit and he hired this investigator yeah who comes in and i've seen this actor before a couple of times yeah i've seen him too um he was in another couple of guillermo del toro movies but that's probably where i recognize him from yeah and he was in game of thrones as well <clears throat> but, so yeah um, basically the dad is like i want you to investigate this guy there's something like off about him yeah and then the investigator's like all right Mm-mm. i got that <laughs> that's what i do i do that stuff <laughs> Um, and then it doesn't it goes into like the ghost photography. Yeah. So it cuts to Edith kind of like going up to see Dr. Allen's office, which you learn that he's an optometrist. Is that what it is for eyes? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So he's an optometrist. Um, he just got finished with the patient and Edith's kind of just like looking through his books and everything like yeah. that. But after the patient leaves, he shows her that like, hey, there's a way that you can, like, take pictures and see actual spirits. Yeah, and he was talking about how, like, it can be faked, but, like, with the method that he's using, it's impossible to fake, so all of the ghost photographs that he has are 100%, like, real. Yeah, which, man, even back then, Photoshop's a thing, I guess. Yeah, it was. Really? I mean, well, not, like, Photoshop, (laughs) but there was ways to, like, that you could, you know, it's, like, double exposures and stuff Mm. that you could do. Yeah, I guess. For anybody listening, I, I do photography. Follow him on... Follow me on Instagram. <laughs> Just plugging away your own shit. Bro- Sponsored. This episode is brought to you by Frank's Instagram. Fucking follow it. <laughs> also, not to compete, this episode is also sponsored by Zach's... Um, Zach's small penis. <laughs> Zach's tiny wiener. Why don't you have a look? <laughs> See if you can find it. Because I, I can't. Can. <laughs> I'll eventually find it. <laughs> All right, so anyway. Yeah, you find out that it's called a latent image, and he says something to the degree where he kind of puts it in perspective of, like, ghosts in general, where he says, like, a colorblind man has never seen the color red or green, yet he simply acknowledges their existence. Yeah. So, like, you know now that Alan's also with her on, like, you know, let's start ghost adventures. Yeah, but he's also like very like I think the last line that he says is something to the effect of like you know be aware like beware on doing this on your own basically. Yeah, he's like don't he's like be careful basically like doing this stuff on your own. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, well, I'm still <laughs> going to do it. Yeah, you you can't stop me. Yeah. Um. So then it cuts to Thomas and Edith walking in a park together, and they don't really acknowledge it, but like I got the sense that some time has passed. Like, because they're, they have like a bit of a relationship now. Yeah. Like that was, that's like one of the things I was going to talk about was like, I don't know, like, I would say like a month, maybe, I don't know, because like they, they're like super in love in this movie yet. Like there isn't much (laughs) Much like showing you like, oh, like they fell in love or like, like they, in in, in actuality, by the time that like they move into the mansion together. Mm Mm-hmm. From what they show you, they have, like, three scenes together. Yeah. And one of... Two of them out of the three are, like, not really romantic in any way. Like, there's no real, like, hey, we're flirting with one another. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're just walking together and talking. Yeah. So, uh, okay. But anyway, we'll we'll, we'll get to that. That time period, you had to make it quick. (laughs) You only live to be, like, 20. 27. They're like, all right, well... So, yeah. So, basically, they're walking in a park together, Mm -hmm. and then... um, uh, the the sister's there too. Yeah, Edith kind of like walks over and starts talking to Lucille a little bit. Yeah, who's she's just kind of like snipping caterpillars, I guess. Or, or like yeah, she's like cocoons? up in a tree and she's yeah, she's like um 
there she's taking like cocoons down mm-hmm. and she's like is this a butterfly and she's like no not yet <laughs> but it is a butterfly but she's yeah, like just being a bitch about yeah it. yeah and then uh, there's there's kind of a cool like little dialogue exchange between them where she's basically explaining like the butterflies and she says mm-hmm. something to the effect of like butterflies are beautiful she was like beautiful things are fragile or something yeah. like that and like she's looking at edith like saying like hey you're pretty but mm-hmm. you ain't shit and then she referred and then she talks about like the black uh like moth butterflies yeah, that only reside like where she's from yeah and they eat butterflies yeah that and like they mainly look for the light but they yeah. stay in complete darkness yeah and i think that's kind of like it's a metaphor for yeah, the both of for them. For both of them, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because Edith's the butterfly and Lucio's the moth. Yep. So, and then you got that cool little like close-up scene, which wasn't necessary. They do it again later on, but like it was still cool to look at where oh, Lucio yeah. drops the butterfly, and you see like the ants kind of like picking it apart. Yeah, like, it's like it. that super like close micro up. like yeah micro uh, <laughs> like close-up of the ants like just eating the butterfly. Yeah, and then um in that same scene, then Lucille walks over to Thomas, and they start talking to each other. They basically are like plotting something. Yeah. Um, because Lucille gives him the ring, the red yep. ring. Yeah. And Thomas says like. All right, like we'll we'll make it. Like this is the last thing that we have to sell. Yep. And Lucio is like, we're not selling it, we're buying with it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you get you get the sense that like they're plotting something. We're not sure what yet, but it's it's not all sunshine and lollipops where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a saying. That is a saying. Sunshine. I think and it's lollipops. sunshines and rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> or. I can't. Well, you can't eat a rainbow. <laughs> you can't eat sunshine either. <laughs> oh, when did you become so critical? <laughs> so then it cuts to the next scene where the investigator has something for... He's got bad news in an, in an envelope. <laughs> yeah, he's got some bad news he, for the He says something like, he's like, I don't always deliver bad news. He said, No, he says something like, I, I very rarely have bad news. But when I do, I deliver it by hand from, from, you know, he's like, I do it myself. Yeah, stay thirsty, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know is that bad news, but when I do. Yeah, it was, it was something like, when it's something so important, I deliver it. Yeah. So he comes there, he gives him the envelope, and he basically tells him, like, don't open it just yet. Yep. Um, and then as, like, he says that, it cuts to the next scene where they're kind of having, like, a dinner type situation where everybody's included including like thomas lucille and i think like this is when thomas was going to propose to edith basically i mean that's not really said like it's not really shown mm-hmm. like at all like even in the previous scene when he like she has the ring mm-hmm. or like uh you know they they exchange a ring it's not even really hinted at that like he's going to use that ring to propose to her yeah but basically yeah they're like at this party thing and then uh, the he gives him the, the the envelope and then she's uh the, the the father's like hey grab thomas and lucille and bring them to my office yeah right before like thomas tries to talk to Edith. yeah so then she goes into the office or they, they both go into the office and he's just like he doesn't really give him any room to talk at all he's no. like i know you're in love with my daughter and i know <laughs> that you want to like propose to her and all that but we're not going to do that yeah he's and like- then he shows whatever is in that envelope they don't really like explain what it is quite yet, but it's like, hey, like this is what the envelope. And then uh, Thomas is like, oh, he's like, he knows. <laughs> so then, he, so then Thomas, I mean, um, Edith's uh, father writes them a check. 
Yeah. And he's like, take the money and leave. He's like, but the only way that you're going to get, the only way that this money is going to like clear mm-hmm. is, is if uh, you are on a train tomorrow morning mm-hmm. and then tonight he, and he's, and he's talking to Thomas. He's like, you need to break uh, my daughter's heart. Yeah. What a, what a, what a weird relationship it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it doesn't really like give any insight as to what he knows about them. Right. Just enough where it's like, I don't like you. And he even says that too. He's like, you know, I didn't like you from the beginning, but I didn't really have a reason. Now I have a reason. Yeah. So yeah, he tells him like, you have to break her heart. Yep. In order to get like the money for it. Yeah. And, and Thomas looks pretty upset about it. Yeah. Yeah. But Lucille just kind of gives him a look where it's like, this is not good. Yeah. But then, she, I mean, she's also just like, yeah, hey, let's take this money and fucking leave. Yeah. At the same time, you know? So We don't need anything else. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So then the next scene is basically him breaking her heart, right? They, they have like a dinner. There's like a little dinner scene and he like stands up and he's like, everybody, <laughs> my name is Thomas and I'm not an American. And uh, I'm leaving because there's nothing uh, left for me here. <laughs> I don't like America. <laughs> and then Edith is like sitting there and she like gets like upset and then gets yeah. up and then like leaves. Mm-hmm. And then Thomas is like, uh, yeah, like, I feel like, like a jerk. But then oh, he like, man, he goes. Yeah. And then harder. he goes and then he goes in on her and he like stops her and he's like, hey, you're, you you suck at writing. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, you don't know how to write about love. He's yeah. like, you. he's like, stick to your ghost stories because you don't know how to write about love. You, you stupid. <laughs> you're, you're a, what are you from? The town of Dumbland? <laughs> <laughs> from Stupidville or Dumbland? <laughs> so, like, I mean, it's done. It's obviously uh, said much better than that, but yeah. it's, it's. No, it's exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's basically what he says. And then she, like, really, really gets her, like, feelings hurt. Yeah, she smacks him, too. Yeah, she does. She smacks him and then she like runs like up the stairs and then thomas is like i feel like a jerk yeah he's, he still feels like an asshole yeah but then it cuts to like the next scene where the dad is in that really cool bathroom again yep um and this time like he's all by himself he hears like a noise and he like has the faucet still going and kind of like looks around and like doesn't see anybody yep and we see like a little silhouette yep of something so he walks back over. He sees that like he left the faucet going, and his razor fell. Well, because like the sink overflow, like yeah. the sink was like overflowing basically. Mm-hmm. So then like this, the razor fell to the ground. He goes over there. He picks it up. He shuts off the water, and then uh, in comes gloved, gloved, <laughs> gloved man, gloved arm, <laughs> and grabs him by the back of the head and just bashes his face yeah, into man. the sink. And I I actually really appreciated like how Guillermo del Toro like shot that where he didn't like pull away from it at all. Yeah. Like you literally just see this dude's face like concave into it like into itself. And mm-hmm. I was like, that was cool. I like that. Yeah. Even that and like when because fuck like the person that did this breaks the entire sink. Yeah. So it's like a porcelain uh porcelain right? Yeah. Porcelain yeah. sink. And it basically just shatters it. He she like or well he. Spoilers. Well, it doesn't matter, right? We know we know like who it is at this point, but like, um, and if you're listening to this, if you haven't seen the movie, then there wouldn't be a point of you listening to this because we're explaining the entire film. We have people that don't watch the movies that listen to this. First. Well, okay, so it's it's said that uh, the person who smashes his face in, like, really just does not like him. No, and just destroys him. Yeah, I like that shot too, where it's like. When the person leaves and the father is dead and you see, like, blood water kind of coming out of the sink. Right. Because there's a, there's a motif to this movie. There's, yeah. It's red. Yeah, exactly. Guillermo del Toro likes red in this movie. Yep. 
Um, but yeah, that was that was a that was a cool scene. And then it cuts to Edith now, like in her bed, like she's crying. Um, the maid says, like, "Oh, like I, I, I have mail for you," and she's like, "Put it over there." She's I don't like, care. "I don't know how to read. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been able to read. Read it to me." <laughs> but, but she's like, "Oh, like you like, aren't you a writer?" <laughs> It's like, I don't have to tell what I do to you. I'm not going to further incriminate myself. <laughs> Slowly becoming my catchphrase. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So she's basically like, yeah, so there's like, here's this mail. And then there's also a letter from Thomas here. Yeah. And then she's like, yeah, put it over there. And then she's like, she's interested in like what it's mm-hmm. saying. So then she gets uh it's like the, the maid leaves mm-hmm. and then she like immediately gets up. And well, the first thing that I notice is that like, and then I know I couldn't like stop noticing it in this film is the clothing that she wears when she's in bed. Yeah. Is like a full blown dress. Yeah. That's it's got what they like, wore. it's got like the giant, like oh, the frilled shoulders? like shoulders. It's like, it looks like a completely <laughs> uncomfortable. It looks like a going out dress. It just, that time period just, just must've sucked. It's like, yeah. Oh, men will wear full blown suits <laughs> to sleep and women will wear ball gowns. <laughs> Yes, we have iron corsets that need 12 <laughs> men to take it apart. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, just a bad time. Yeah, good thing we have, like, you know, cotton joggers. T-shirts. <laughs> God, I love my leggings and <laughs> joggers. Um, yeah, so basically, uh, she, like, gets up and she, like, uh, reads the, opens the letter that Thomas wrote to her. Mm-hmm. And he, ba- he basically just tells her everything. He's like, your father made me do all that. And yeah. your father kicked me out. And your father made me break your heart. Uh, and by the time you read this, I'm already gone. Yeah, and he says something to the effect where it's like, you know, there's not much that I did do in America, but I'm glad I met you. Yeah. So she just immediately, like, books it. Yeah, she just, like, puts on her best... (laughs) Best other going out dress. (laughs) (laughs) Looks exactly like your best sleep dress. (laughs) No difference at all. So she goes and she like runs to the hotel that he was staying at. She goes into the room and the maids are making the bed and they're like, oh, they already left. Mm -hmm. And then she's all like upset. And then she leaves and then like she's in the hallway. (laughs) She looks over to the side and he's right there. He's right there and he's like, I knew you'd come back for me. And (laughs) Yeah, it's a little bit of a cliche. And I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah. But then they end up like kissing for the first time. Yeah, it's their first kiss. Um, And they're, they're happy now. They go downstairs and that's when one of like her father's um like workers are there and basically tells her like hey your father's been killed yeah so they basically tell her that she needs to be there to identify she needs to go to the morgue Mm -hmm. and identify the body for a positive identification because she's the only i guess i guess he's like the only she's like the only family yeah because they need because they're like because the doctor's there too, right? And mm-hmm. the doctor's like, oh, let me identify him. And they're like, no, you can't. Like, it needs to be her. It's not really about, like, who... It's not about, like, what relationship you have with him. Yeah. You need to be family, basically. Yeah, and and his family is the daughter. Yeah, because Dr. Allen, like, comes in with Thomas and Edith. Yep. And he starts, like, kind of, like, checking certain things, too. Like, he doesn't believe, like, why he died, which I don't think they even mentioned, too, in the movie. Like, do they think that it was a murder, or do they think yeah, they don't. just, like, slipped and died? Yeah, they don't really go... Well, they kind of mention it briefly, mm-hmm. uh, because, like, the they say that, like, the, they're like, oh, he was in the bathroom, and there was water all over the floor, and, like, you know, his face was hit the sink or whatever, but, like, 
I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty. If you obvious, go to that yeah, 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 crime no. scene, yeah, no. I mean, it's pretty obvious that it was a murder. It's not like, oh, I slipped and fell because you're again. His whole face is like completely just concaved in, like yeah. you know. So like, it's not like it's not like, oh, I slipped and fell and hit my head. It's like, oh, yeah, no, I was brutally murdered here. <laughs> um, so yeah, so like the so she's um the doctor's like trying to like move him around. Mm-hmm. He's like trying to like get up under him and like like see. And then she, Edith gets really upset. And this is kind of like what I was talking about. Why I was saying like I think that he might have been like pretty insecure was because yeah he, she says to him like stop moving him like that, stop touching him. You know he doesn't want to look his age. That's why he always dresses so nicely. And then everyone's just like, all right, we'll leave him alone. Yeah, and she gets a little frantic too. She like holds his hands. Is like, why are his hands so cold? Yeah, and then kind of falls back into Thomas and like cries. Yep. Um, and then it cuts to the, the funeral, funeral, yeah, which is almost like the exact same scene as with the mother, except this time it's raining instead of snowing. Yep. And you see that, and you, you, I don't know why. I don't know if you caught it. It was like a weird kind of thing that they made Charlie Hunnam do, where like he nods to Thomas, and Thomas nods back while holding Edith. No, I didn't notice that. Yeah, it was. I don't know. Like it was just weird. It was like, "Sup, bro? You good?" He's like, "Yeah, bro, I'm good." He's like, "Yo, we banging this girl <laughs> together?" Yeah, Eiffel Tower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably. <laughs> uh, but and but then it shows that Edith is wearing the ring. Yeah, and then it does that cool kind of like everything goes black except for circling in yep. on that again. Yeah. And then I think we get to the point where she's, like, now getting introduced to, like, the house. Yeah, so, again, it seems like now a couple of months have passed, even though they don't outright show I don't it. think so. I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty like, quick. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I, I didn't get that it was, like, a lot of time has passed. I just got that it was pretty, like, but I don't know. You might, you could be right. I, I, I think at least, like, a month has passed. Maybe. Because at this point, now they're in Allerdale Hall yep. in Cumberland, England. Yep. Um where they enter the mansion, like you said. Yeah. And they get out. You now know that, like, they're married. Mm-hmm. And as they get out, they have, like, one of his workers there. And he says something that I don't know if you caught where it's like, um, oh, we're married now. And the worker says, like, oh, Mr. Thomas has been married for a long time. Yeah. And she's just kind of like, what? Yeah. I know. Yeah. I did. I, did. I, I noticed that. And that's revealed later but um yeah i don't know it's just like but it's a cool like exterior shot of like the house like you get you get to see like the giant mansion and it's really really like cool uh because it's literally just like the gates and then just one giant long dirt road and then like the house is literally in the middle of nowhere yeah pretty much you know what i mean like nothing there's nothing around it's just a hundred percent just this house Mm -hmm. in just this giant giant open like field yeah, which he Thomas even says that too because like the dog shows up and Edith's like, "Oh, like where did this dog come from?" Yeah. He's like, "I don't know. Like there's nothing for miles and miles and miles. Yeah. The nearest thing is the post office, which is like fucking 3 miles away." Yeah. Um and then they like go into the house and she's like kind of in awe of the house mm-hmm. and she's like, "How do you guys maintain this?" And what he should have said, what, what what should have been the dialogue is, we don't because the fucking house is falling apart. Like, well, just the roof and the floor a little bit. <laughs> Everything is all right. There's a giant, giant hole. 
directly in the center of the roof, which is directly in the center of the house. But what a cool shot. No, it's a really, really cool shot. And then also, um, so Thomas is basically just like explaining to her like everything. And he's yeah. like, yeah, he's like, this is shitty. This is shitty. This is shitty. This is shitty. <laughs> he's like, the floors, they, they sink. And then he like steps on them. And then like all the red clay mm-hmm. uh, like comes through the wooden floors. And then, um, yeah, he explains that like the, the house is like sinking into the dirt. Yeah, it's like sinking. Yeah. So this house is just falling apart. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I think from there, there's the ghost in the mirror, right? So, like, yeah. she's, like, her and, uh, what's her name? Lucille. L- Lucille is, like, away, like, doing her own thing. And mm-hmm. then Thomas kind of, like, goes off and does his thing. And then she's just kind of, like, looking around. And she's, like, looking at herself in the mirror. And then you see a figure just kind of, like, walk yeah. by really, really quickly. And then she turns around. And there's nothing there, of course. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, she kind of like follows it. She follows it like down the hallway a little bit and sees it again, and then kind of ends up like following it towards an elevator where yeah. you get like a split second of it seeing it go up. Yeah, and then that's when Lucille like pops in. Yeah, and Edith's like, "Oh, I thought that was you." Or no, was it? I think it was Thomas. It was Thomas, like, and yeah. he's because he she says like I saw like a figure or whatever, and he's like, "It was just Lucille, probably just running around doing whatever." Yeah, or he, he's like, "Oh, the the." elevator is old like sometimes it just goes on its own yeah so i don't know like in this scene i remember like this was like the real scene for me where i like it kind of shows like that something is really like off between lucille and Mm -hmm. thomas mainly because of how long they hug well so that's real weird right (laughs) and then like lucille's like staring at yeah like death stares at her giving her she's like yeah you know like we you know like it's just like a weird relationship for everybody this like weird love triangle thing that's happening in this movie is just so odd yeah because even so like as like they're moving in towards the next scene uh edith is like hey lucille can you make me a copy of the key yeah and that way i have it and she's like bitch you don't need that yeah she's literally like you don't need a key and she's like uh what and she's like listen you're gonna be here for a few days Mm -hmm. so uh like after after a few days if you feel like you still need a key then i'll make you a key and she's like, okay. And she's like, totally fine with it. Yeah. She's like, no. She's like, okay. <laughs> like, it's your house too. Yeah. Now. It's yeah. Like, why wouldn't? I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't really see a point in needing to lock up. Really. I mean, yeah. Again, because <laughs> there's nobody for miles. Yeah. And, miles. and then also, like, it's falling apart. I'm sure you can just get in through any window. Yeah. Uh, so then we get to like the bath scene where. Well, right before that, oh. we get to a scene where Thomas and Lucille are at the table together. So Go they're talking. <laughs> so they're talking about the dog, and they're like, "Oh right." They're like, "Where did like how I, did this dog?" Yeah, get she here? says to him like, "I thought you, I thought you killed it." Yeah, and he was like, well, uh, yeah." He's like, "I well, I left it out in the cold for you know whatever." He's like, "I thought." He's like, "I'm I can't believe that it's still alive." Yeah. Um. So that's I think that was kind of like where I was like, okay, these guys are weird. Like, there's something like clearly off here. Yeah. And now you kind of like. You don't get like a, a murderer vibe. Yet. No, not yet. But like you're just you're just cl- like clearly they're they're doing something. It's very clear that the reason why they brought Edith here mm-hmm. is for a purpose. It's not just hey, like we're gonna go live here together because we're married. It's like there is a weird reason as to why they brought her here. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, then it gets to the bathtub scene. Yeah. So, so- then. They basically, he's basically like, hey, go take a bath. Uh, he's like, it's going to like not be, it's not going to be a good time. He's like, he's like, you're going to, you're going to turn on the thing and a whole bunch of water is going to come out blood red. Yeah. And then, uh, and then you just let that run for a little while and then, then it'll clear up. 
And then sure shit, she goes up there, she turns on the thing. The entire fucking bathroom is like rattling and shaking. Yeah. And the copper is just like, you know, just <laughs> just like jolting everywhere. And then it and then you can hear like that you can hear like the water running from the pipes through the walls and then mm. it leads up into the bath. And then you it see the spews red. out and it's just blood red. And then she's just like looking at it. And then it, and she's then, like, "This is normal." She's like, "Yeah." She's like, "This is what he said." And then it, uh, and then it, then it clears up. And then it was cool though. I like that. I like that shot of the the blood red water. Yeah. And then he's just she's just kind of like playing fetch. Yeah. She's like sitting in the bathtub, and then she's like throwing like the, the ball thing to the dog. The dog's yeah. running back and forth. Yeah, and then you, um, then we get like the first shot because she hears like a noise again. Yep. She sees that the dog hasn't come back just yet. Yeah. And she looks out, and you hear, like, the sounds of, like, moaning. Uh. (laughs) Sexually. (laughs) And you end up, like, getting in, and you see this red ghost this time. Yeah, different from the black ghost. This is gang. This is (laughs) gang-related. It's all (laughs) gang-related. And you see that, like, she has, like, no eyes, this ghost. Yeah. And um, she like, she's like all the way at the end end of like the hallway, and she she like disappears. Yeah. And then like comes back, and then she's closer. Mm-hmm. And then she's like walking real like glitchy kind of like yeah. not you know like kind of you know, gloopy. Yeah. <laughs> Gloop. <laughs> um. And then Edith is out of the bathtub at this point. She like gets out of the bathtub. She mm. like puts on her. She's like putting on her thing, and she's like has her back face towards the door yeah so like while the ghost is walking to her she can't see her Mm -hmm. she doesn't she doesn't have she has like no idea so she's like putting on like her whatever her dress over her dress (laughs) her other four dresses she's like (laughs) she like puts a dress on and then she puts a dress over like she puts like a dress over her dress yeah and then um and then like the ghost like does it grab her turns her around or like no, it, it kind of like just, makes like a loud like noise, right? Yeah. And she turns around to like see, and then it's gone. Yeah, and then the ball kind of like comes back yeah. through the doorway. Yeah. How did you like the the red ghosts though? Through, like in the entire movie? Yeah. I didn't like it. Really? I didn't like it because well, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get to you. I'm gonna, okay. We're gonna get okay. to the end of that, and I'm gonna discuss it. All right, I like it. He because Guillermo del Toro even said too, like in an interview, it's like all every time you see like anything ghost related, it's all like white or like darker. Yeah. And he wanted to do something like a little bit different, mm-hmm. so I think it worked out. It's not that the color is like I didn't have a problem with the color. Mm-hmm. I like it's just we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get into <laughs> it. All right, so yeah, then then it cuts to like the next scene where she's kind of like explaining to Thomas like over the fireplace, where it's like I don't really like this place here. Yeah, and it's like I saw something weird or heard something weird, and she's like, Oh no, it's fine. And then you get like as he's putting on the fire. You hear like that super moan throughout the house almost. Yeah, yep. And he even says too, is like, oh, it's just the wind. Like there's so many open holes in the house. And he says something to the degree where it's like this house breathes. Yeah. And that's cool. I like that. I'll, I'll get into it later why I think that that really works with this setting. But I like that line a lot. Um, and then we get to Lucille playing the piano. Yeah. So she's like playing the piano and... Edith walks into the broom, and I don't remember exactly what it says over the mantle. Oh, it says, to the hills we raise our eyes. Okay. Um, but it's, like, not in English. It's in whatever it is. Yeah, like uh, German or probably Pakistanian. not German. <laughs> uh, 
And then Edith's like, oh, I'm sorry to bother you. And she's kind of like, it's fine, you bitch. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I like, don't like you anyways, <laughs> but yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then they're kind of just talking about what? They're talking about, like, her mother because... Oh, right, the painting, the giant painting of the mom. Yeah, Jesus Christ, that painting. It's big. And she's like, oh, this painting. And she's, like, looking at Edith's, like, looking at it. And she's like, Wow. And she's like, yeah, it's it's awful, right? Like she looks, she looks garb, like she looks terrible. And then yeah. she's like, really accurate description of her though. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay, so like they clearly did not like their mother. Yeah, well, she didn't like their mother. Yeah, and she even says too, is like, I like to think that she's watching us from up there. Yeah. And you notice that Edith notices that she's wearing the same ring. Yep. Um, because she just keeps going on about like how she wasn't allowed like in this room as a kid, and you know her mother wasn't always the best to them. Yep. And then they, they end up like going into like the library together. Oh, what? I don't remember. Really? I mean, uh, they, they go into like this little library area together and Lucio's just kind of like showing her books mm-hmm. and she shows her like the, the sex book. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Where she like, like she like folds like the pages. Mm-hmm. And uh, then it's like them 69. Yeah, and she's like, there's messages all throughout this house, basically, or something like that. Yeah, she's she like, there's hidden there's... messages like all over this house. Yeah, and she says their secrets are everywhere. Okay, yeah. And that, again, kind of plays like a metaphor into the movie itself. Yep. Because this house, there's a lot going on. Yeah. And then we get a cut to, to Dr. Allen back in America. Yeah, and Dr. Allen's like, again, for me, like, this didn't work either, but uh, Dr. Allen is, like, basically, like, in the office of the father, and he's, like, looking through stuff, and then he notices the check that was written for Thomas. Yeah, and then he ends up going to, like, see the sink and, like, check out, like, where it was broken and everything like that. Yeah. So, like, even though he's a doctor, apparently all of a sudden he's a fucking investigator. Now he's an investigator, (laughs) which is, yeah. Which is basically, like, his entire character. But then it's also, like... But the father actually did have a real investigator <laughs> that he hired. So why not just get that guy? <laughs> he seems like he knows what he's doing. What was it, like 24 hours that he came back with full information yeah, about the two? Yeah, exactly. He's taking Alan fucking a week and a half <laughs> just to be like, a sink is broken. I'm going to the go there. <laughs> they're, they're, they're like, uh, it's like really far. He's like, well, I'm going to walk. <laughs> I'll do it. I can do he it. Say I won't. <laughs> Um, so then it cuts to Edith, like, going upstairs, and, like, she sees Thomas's work center, like, his, yeah. his workshop. Yeah. And did you, did you catch, like, when she was walking by, you saw the, uh, what is it, the wheelchair, and you kind of see, like, this smoke oh, right. outline yeah. of a ghost? Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that was cool. Um, and then there, she, so, is she, she, like, gives her tea, right, at this point? Yeah, they've given her tea, and they've kind of, like did a close-up on it yeah and then like she just wakes up what no what well, you're far off what no because th- this is the scene where it's like he goes and like they're talking and he's showing her like all of his little designs and like his oh they're in like stuff. her yeah yeah they're in like his workshop okay yeah right. yeah and shows that like oh these are like some of the toys that i've made like lucille when she was a kid mm-hmm. and everything like that and as like edith is kind of like so She's honestly, like, happy looking at them. She's honestly, like, she has this look of, wow, I'm very proudful of my husband and what he's created. Yeah. And he gives her this look where he smiles a little bit and he whispers so different. Yeah. And she's like, what? And he's like, nothing, nothing. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. So th- there's something different about Edith. Right. Than, 
then, opposed to whatever at this point you think like Thomas has had before. Prior, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then is this the scene where they start like making out? Yeah, they and start kissing making out. like <laughs> intensely. All the die the doll eyes are like looking at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then like, so they're like they're like about to they kind of have sex in the little shop, and the sister rolls in. She's like, "I have tea." Yeah, that's, <laughs> this is when like she comes in with tea. Yeah, and then she's like, "I have the tea," and then he, Thomas is like, "None for me, please." Yeah, and she's like, "All right," and I'll then have she, scones and biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then she gives uh, what's her name the tea, Edith the tea, right? I was just like, I was thinking about how I was like, I don't want any tea. Oh, what a fucking monster! <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, then then's where you were saying. Okay, where so like, she, she so Edith up. like takes like a, a like a sip of the tea, and mm-hmm. then it just like cuts to immediately that she just wakes up in bed. Yeah, in like a complete like she wakes up pretty hard, and she's like you know with that gasp of her like where am I kind of <laughs> right, um, and then she wakes up and she's like. Uh, I need to go investigate yeah, what's going on like, here. I, I'm awake. I want to go look around a little bit. Yeah. So, um, Thomas, she like goes to reach for Thomas and he's not there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she grabs like a candlestick thing, like a thing. With, it's got like, what are those Jewish, uh, uh, <laughs> what, like with the eight candles or whatever it is. Like Hanukkah. Uh, like no, Well, not a Hanukkah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like during Hanukkah. I can't think of what the hell that's called. Uh, <laughs> candle holder. Yeah, the candle. Well, anyway. All right. So she's got the candle hold. She moves three inches. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Just goes out. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit <laughs> she brings a lighter relighting every oh, two steps oh my god okay <laughs> but yeah she so, goes looking yeah so she's like looking around right and mm. um i think this is the scene where like well she, she like hears oh, the dog huh she hears the dog and she like she's in like the hallway at this point yeah she's like in the hallway and she's like opening up doors and stuff and mm. she looks into like this closet yeah, because she's like, how did you get in here? Yeah, so she like opens up this closet, and then the she turns away. Yeah. And then the closet door is still open mm-hmm. a little bit, and then you see the, the red ghost face again and like screams. Yeah. And then it slams shut. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, ah, <laughs> what was that? Ah, scary. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, she's like a little like sh- like shocked, right? And then the fucking demon then comes from like in the middle of the hallway floor. It comes out through. Well, right before that, because she opens... no, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, right before that, like she does open the door. Yeah, and there's and nothing in there. Yeah, she sees that it is just a closet, except yeah. for like one box that's right there. Yeah, but yeah, then then she the ghost starts coming through. the Yeah, floor. the ghost starts coming through the floor, and then how cool is that? So the ghost starts coming <laughs> to the floor, <laughs> and and uh, and it's like crawling towards her. Yeah, and she's like, you know, completely, she's like terrified, and she's like backing away, and she's running away, and she says something about like the ghost says something to her. Yeah, she sa- it says something like, um, you're gonna pay for his blood or something like or your blood is on his hands or something like or his blood is on i don't remember what she says maybe you have it written down i wrote it down too but i'm like where the fuck is it yeah i I don't i I don't have it i I thought i wrote it down too but anyway so she she says something to that effect yeah and then basically she gets like really really scared and then uh hops in the elevator yeah 
Yep. And then just goes straight down into like the basement. Yep. Which they told her like, hey, you're not supposed to They're go. Like, down don't the do, don't go there. <laughs> you're not allowed. Yeah. <laughs> not until you're older. <laughs> yeah. Um. So she goes down there and she sees like I don't even know like it's just weird kind of like stone circles holding a lot of like the clay. Yeah. They're like vats. Yeah. And she notices like this kind of brief, this giant briefcase. Mm-hmm. Like one of the old school, like, hey, this is all of my luggage. I'm only going for two days. (laughs) (laughs) But on there, it says uh, ES in parentheses. And then, like, you see right above the lock, it says Anola. Yep. And she tries to open it, and, like, it just can't open. Yeah. And then I think she, um, the next scene is her, like, running out to Thomas, right? Yeah, she goes out. He's out, like, in the, he's got, like, that giant machine that he's been trying to, like, get Mm -hmm. made and get patented or whatever. Uh, and he's out there just like trying to get it to work. And then she's like, tell me how many, she's like, how many, did anybody die in this house? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, uh, well, this house is hundreds of years old. So there's probably many have come and gone. And she's like, no, like violent deaths. Mm-hmm. And he's like, bitch, I'm trying to do my job. <laughs> you come here to my workplace <laughs> on, my, on my business hours. <laughs> um, but yeah, like he, um. He's just he kind of brushes it off and he's like I don't know what you're talking about. Yep. And then goes to kind of like fix something on there and I don't know why but he like held his hand in there. Yeah, and like a whole bunch of steam comes out and burns his hand and he's like fuck. <laughs> he's like ah shit. <laughs> so he, then it cuts to uh Edith like fixing the hand and everything like that and like um putting like a bandage over it yep. and he mentions too is like oh like you know, if your father was here, he'd see that, like, my hands are starting to get calloused. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I, I forgot, like, what it is that brings it up. But, like, they're talking and, oh, I think it's about, like, the clay and everything like that and, like, how nothing, like, grows there. And he says, "Is like, oh, no wonder why they call this place Crimson Peak. Mm, yeah. And she looks over and is like, what? what? Like, yeah. What is this place called? Yeah. He's like, oh, nothing. Yeah. And at this point, at this point, she should have been like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Because yeah. she's been warned multiple times yep. of Crimson Peak. Yeah. Which is where I had like a small problem with this movie. Yeah. I got a, I got more than a, <laughs> I got more I got, than a couple small I got a problems. large problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she finds out that this place is called Crimson Peak. Uh and then she ends up like shedding a tear as Thomas kind of like walks away. Yep. And then it Cuts back to Alan again in Alan. <laughs> Alan. <laughs> Alan. <laughs> Cuts back to Doctor Alan again. Uh, this time he's at the graveyard and he's just standing there over the father's grave and he meets with the investigator. Yep. And they're just kind of like talking over everything. Yeah. And he he's just trying to get like any information really mm-hmm. out of this. Um. And he basically just says like, Yeah, I'll get, I'll get like the information for you. Yep. And then we get in that cool dream sequence. Yeah, so like, there's like this really, really cool. She's like dreaming about like this big open field. Yeah, and there's like the red. Uh, yeah, just super far figure. off in the distance, yeah. like red ghost figure. Yeah, just kind of like floating, mm-hmm. and then she wakes up again, and she's in her bed. Yeah, because the ghost like points in some direction. I would yeah. assume like away from the house. Yeah, and it's like. She's like, oh, I'm I'm awake again, and <laughs> then she, and then she like reaches again to like see if Thomas is there, and he's not there. He's not in bed again, and then she grabs the candlesticks again, and then she walks back out. Well, before that, she, no, she what? No, no. <laughs> I'm right. <laughs> she grabs the candle and she asks the spirit to like, 
Oh, yeah. To basically be like, hey, show yourself yeah, to me. Yep. You see like a silhouette in the background. And I think this is where, yeah, she, she goes and like hears noises and like goes to like the, the tub yep. again. And then that's when she sees like the figure with like a fucking a, a butcher's yeah. knife. Yeah, in it's a her it's skull. a full. There's like a full blown. Uh, the spirit is just like in the bathtub. Yeah, and then Edith is watching. She like sees it, and then it gets out, right? Yeah. No, it doesn't. No, I'm no. Wrong. It just like it, it just like disappears, right? It kind of like stands up and then just. It, it tries to get out of the tub, but at that point, she's like, nah, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Before. I'm too frail. <laughs> I have four coats on. <laughs> I can't go. I, can't. I got four coats on and I'm wet. This is too heavy. I can't get up. <laughs> so, yeah, then it cuts to uh, the next scene where Thomas and Lucille are kind of like looking after her. Yeah. Where she's just basically like, I don't want to stay here anymore. Yep. As yeah. I'm- and then. One of one one of my favorite favorite pieces of dialogue in this whole movie. That's all I wanted from you was to say something about this movie. That's your favorite. Yeah, but it's a it's not though because <laughs> it's so stupid. Uh, it's when she's sitting there talking to uh, Lucille and um, uh, Thomas, and she's she just saw the ghost and she's like really really scared and she's basically like I want to leave I want to get out of here. And Thomas's reaction was, hey, <laughs> he's like, hey, uh, let's go to the post office. That'll make you feel better. <laughs> Tomorrow, let's go to the post office. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? To him, that's a fucking day. <laughs> you can make a day out of that. <laughs> she was like, I just saw a ghost with a butcher's knife in his skull. And he's like, well, you know what make you feel better? Sending out some letters. <laughs> Let's go see if my parts came in. <laughs> so uh, that that like ge- like when I was watching that, it genuinely made me laugh because I was like, that was a ridiculous line. It was pretty funny. Yeah. But then again, she's like, no, no, I just want to go. Yeah. And Lucille says to her, it was like, you have nowhere else to go. Yeah. Yep. So at this point, like she has nothing pretty yep. much. And then it gets to the investigator again. And you find out at this point that uh, he is already married. Thomas is already married. And he has a wife. Yeah. And you don't know exactly, like, every piece of the information no. just yet. You just know that, like, he was married. Well, no. Is that, it, he oh, is. he still he, is. He is yeah, currently right. married. Yeah. Uh, so that obviously is a red flag because he is with Edith as well. But you don't actually... You, you never see, like... There's no, you know, evidence of to like who the wife is or anything mm-hmm. like that. There's no, there's nothing like alluding to that at all. It's just now we know that Thomas is currently married mm-hmm. and also <clears throat> with Edith. Yeah. Uh, and then it cuts back to like Thomas and Lucille, and they basically just talk about like the situation that's going on with Edith. Yep. And Lucille says like, "Have her sign the papers, and then I want this to be over." Yep. Where. They're just waiting for the papers to be signed where that they're legally married. Yeah. So that he can kind of get, like, all of her assets. Right. And um, then uh, it, there, there's something with, like, Italy, right? Something's brought up about Italy. So oh, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They so, go to the post office now. Yeah. So they're at the post office, and, like, they see that the parts came in for his machine. Mm-hmm. And Edith goes over, and she, like, gets some letters, and she's like, oh, like, anything for me? And she's like, oh, yeah, you got some stuff. Yeah. And she, yeah, she sees that there's a letter from Italy. Mm-hmm. And she's like, have you ever been there? 
And Thomas looks mad, like like he's got like this like really this stare. Yeah, and he's he like it's almost as if like something really really bad happened in Italy, and he doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah, um, and then he's just like, yeah, he's like, <laughs> I, I was there for a few weeks or whatever. Yeah, I've traveled there before. Yeah, and then one thing that we we missed too, like when Alan saw like the whole documents from the investigator, you also learn that the mother was murdered in the house. Right. Yeah. Bum bum bum. <laughs> They they got like snowed in while at the post office. You see, they can make a day out of it. They could make two days out of it. <laughs> two days out of it. <laughs> so they're like, oh, like Edith's like, oh, why not just stay here? What like, what what post office has like <laughs> like a, they do have a bed? <laughs> <laughs> they have a hotel system. Yeah, it's in the like bed. a whole hotel in the post office. Um, so yeah, like they 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 like sh- she's in bed and then. Uh, Tom Thomas comes up there and he's just got the most hairless ass. He's got like <laughs> he's got like not a he's just got the most baby bottom. It is a weird sex scene because it's like they didn't even fully undress. No, yeah, it's just like like let me take my pants kind of down. Yeah, and, and then you shirt. and then you are gonna fully wear your dress. <laughs> Do not show me a, like a, like an ounce of skin. Are you kidding? Like. As we've seen from this movie, it's going to take her an hour just yeah. to get unchanged. Yeah, so, like, she gets on top to, like, ride him, and then she's just, like, has to, like, pick up the giant, like, piece of It's, like, ridiculous. But you do get a sense of, like, this is a genuine moment that they're having together as husband and wife where they're kind of happy as yeah, they're away like, from the house. Yeah, you, you notice that, like, the more that uh, when, when Edith and Thomas are alone mm-hmm. and the sister isn't there... They have a, they're much more affectionate and much more, and they have like an actual better relationship. Yeah, uh, and then when Lucille's around, it's very different. Yeah, because then even so, like the next scene, they return back the next day once like the storm has kind of passed, and you even see like they're kind of like holding each other a little bit, and Edith goes into the kitchen and notices the stove is on and like she kind of moves the pot over yeah and like in comes lucille and she's like i was making breakfast she was like it was burning <laughs> yeah she was like bitch i like it burnt <laughs> <laughs> like, bitch you don't know my life um and but she's just like super pissed off that they were yep they were away yeah exactly because she had no like contact with them and she couldn't like see what was happening so she doesn't know like what occurred while she was away yeah and she even like gets so pissed off where like she takes the pan and like slams it on the table, like right yeah, next she, like, to her. Yeah, she like and like all like the whatever is cooking in it, it like kind of like flew all over the table, and then, and then doesn't she? Isn't she like sorry? I got so mad. Yeah, she she kind of plays it off where it's like I just don't like to be alone. Like I was worried. I didn't hear anything yeah. from you too. Yeah, but she cleans up like the the breakfast that she was making, but she puts her keys down. Yep. And this is when Edith notices that there's a key on there that says Enola. Yeah. So she's like, I'm, I'm taking that. I'm taking this key, bitch. This is my so key. So she now. like tells her like, Hey, uh, can you get me like some water or some tea or whatever it is? And then oh no, that's later on. No, no, no. Lucille like goes over to the window and like she's like making like the like the tea or she's like making the water. Mm-hmm. And while she has her back turned, oh, she yeah, steals yeah. the key. Yeah. And then uh, I know, I know this movie. <laughs> you watched it. Tell me this, I'm wrong. <laughs> um, and then what? Um. She's she was almost gonna sign the papers because she was given the papers at this point to sign, and then she notices the letter from Italy again. Mm, yeah, and I think she opens it because she's by herself at this point. Yep, um, she's by herself and she opens it and I believe notices 
that on the top of the name it says Enola. Yeah. So she's like, "Fuck this! I gotta go figure shit out first." Yeah, yeah. Um, so she goes into the basement and ends up opening it, like one of the vats. Yeah. Well, she well, no, no, she no. opens up the uh, the suitcase thing. Yeah, she opens up the suitcase thing just to see like yeah. what's going on in there, and no, it's just clothes and like yeah. It, it's from another woman, yep. really. Yeah. And then and then she walks over to, like, the vats. Yeah. And then she, like, opens up one of the vats, and then, like, you just see the red, uh, like, liquid clay. mud clay. Yes, yeah. And she's just kind of staring at it. Mm-hmm. And, and then she pokes she, it with a stick. Yeah, she like puts like a thing in there and kind of like runs like the stick through it, and then nothing is in there. Mm-hmm. So then she just kind of like walks away and leaves, and then like you see the corpse yeah. like lift out. You couldn't from just it. wait like an extra like thirty seconds. Thirty seconds, girl. You would have seen it. Uh, yeah. So like then, but it's like fully. It's just like a, basically a skeleton. Yeah. And like it's very much just like there's no real uh, predominant features or anything. Like it's literally just like bones basically yeah. coming out. I think that's even the one too that you see like the eyes are like basically bashed in. Yeah. Um. So then it just kind of like flips to Thomas flipping a like he flips a switch in his machine as this is going on uh-huh. and uh lucio comes out and basically is like hey look like my machine's working and everything like that like you know this is going well uh i can't wait to show edith yeah he's like it's been working <clears throat> for like an hour or something straight when he like tells her he's like hey like it's it's, like, it's finally working yeah and he's like it's been working for an hour with no problems at all yeah <laughs> But yeah, he he's like, I can't wait to show Edith, and Lucille gets pissed. Is yeah. like, you want to show her? Yeah, that bitch, your yeah. wife. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and he just kind of like deflexes, like, hey, why don't you just go give me some more firewood or something from yeah. like the basement? Yep. And she looks at her keys and notices that like one is missing. Yep. And she's like, oh fuck this. Yeah. So I think Edith, at the same time, is like about to leave the basement. Yep. But she grabs, like, a couple of different notes, which mm-hmm. all say on it the places that... In which he failed to make his deal. Yeah, which was, like, London, Milan, and, like, Easton Borough. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, then, then it's just kind of like a race scene to, like, see who gets to where first. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, <clears throat> Edith is, like, running up... She's, like, upstairs at this point. She, like, gets upstairs... And then she's like running, right? And then uh, the sister Lucille comes over, and she like sees her, kinda. Yeah. And then like, so Edith runs into the other room, and then Lucille is running up the stairs. And then Lucille's like, ah, oh, or no, like <laughs> Edith is like, uh, fuck, I'm like, what, what am I gonna do? So she like takes the key and yeah. like puts it underneath uh, the like the I think she puts it underneath the, like the the chair, mm-hmm. and then she sits down in the chair. And then kind of like, like lazy. Yeah, yeah. She like she like throws like on. a thing over her, like a little like small blanket, and she's like, then she like puts her like her head, uh, her hand <laughs> on overhead, and she's like, ah, I, was, I am, I am sick. I'm pretending to be asleep. Yeah. So and then, it's like the laziest way. Yeah. It's like <laughs> super lazy, right? And then like uh, Lucille runs like sees her, and she's like, uh, oh, are you okay? And she's like, I am not feeling well. Yeah. And she's like, you didn't drink your tea. Yeah. And she's like, well, maybe you should go make me something else or whatever. Well, she was like, well, get me some water, handmaiden. Yeah. And then she's like, all right. And then uh, Lucille puts the keys yeah. right basically in front of Edith. Because at this point, like, she knows. She knows. knows. Yeah. Yeah, 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 she knows. So then she, like, goes in there, and then she she even takes, like, a, a couple extra seconds mm-hmm. in the bathroom while she's, like, filling up the water with glass. I mean, filling up the water with <laughs> Filling up the glass with water. Um 
she's filling it up and then she's like talking she's letting the water just like run and run and run a little bit so she's she's basically giving edith time to put the key on the keychain yeah because she just knows yeah and then edith that's exactly what edith does edith grabs the key and then puts it on to back to the keychain and then sits back down and then p- continues to pretend to uh be not feeling well yeah and then she like gives her the glass of water and then she's like yeah, all right well bye basically <laughs> bye. and then she like grabs the keys and then she walks out of the room and then looks down at the keychain and then she notices the keys back again she's like all right well obviously yeah we know what you did yeah or i know what you did so it's really just kind of like who's thinking they're outsmarting who yeah right exactly now. yep um and then it cuts to lucille like in the middle of the night now she takes like the letters she goes into the library and that one box that's in that was in the closet when we saw the first ghost she takes that box and realizes that like it's kind of like recordings basically yeah it's like tapes yeah so she starts like listening to them and as like she's listening to them she realizes that like oh thomas has been married a couple of times before yeah it's basically this whole this whole scene is basically just exposition it's basically mm-hmm. just like hey don't drink the tea yeah. don't do this <laughs> like it's like hey they're they're coming up the stairs like blah blah and she's basically it's basically just all exposition and it's basically like you find out that they're they're over through the tapes mm-hmm. uh you find out that they're poisoning they're putting poison in the tea yeah and then you also find out that there was a previous wife that was pregnant yeah and had like a baby yep uh and i guess that was thomas's baby then yeah but both of them died yeah so yeah then she once you hear that like they're putting the poison in the tea like she coughs and sees like blood in her hand yeah she's like oh no fuck this i gotta get out of here yeah exactly so then she like runs down the stairs opens the door and then it's just like a giant yeah, snowstorm they're just, they're just super snowed in yeah so she can't go anywhere i, I thought that was pretty too like when she kind of like she fell back a little bit towards like the railing and you see like all the snow covering the inside of the right. mansion yeah yeah that was cool i liked it yeah it was cool um but i, I she just kind of like passed out she kind of fainted yeah. yeah i don't know from maybe from like the adrenaline I guess everybody's weaker back in the 70s. Yeah, but that, I mean, you are, granted, you also got to know that she is being poisoned. So like, yeah, she, it, it might be fully taking effect at yeah, this point. Yeah. So then she wakes up like in her bed, and Lucille comes over, and she gives Edith like this whole kind of speech about like, oh, like I used to take care of mother in this bed. Like my father would beat her terribly, and she keeps going on and on about like what she did to like help her. And she basically says, like, don't worry, I'll make you better. And yeah. gives her, like, this kind of, like, almost like a misery yeah. stare at her. Yeah, yeah. Because at this point, I was like, oh, this kind of connects a little bit yep. with that. Yeah. Um, And I was like, oh, okay. So she's feeding her, like, the porridge. Yep. Because she just doesn't want the tea. Yeah, because she, exactly. So then, um, then there's, like, it cuts to, like, the scene where Thomas and her are, like, in the kitchen together. Well, right. Thomas comes in first. Oh, does he? Yeah, Thomas comes in first, and then yeah, like you said, calls over Lucille. Is like, hey, can I talk to you for a yeah. second? Yeah, and then he's he basically is like questioning her about like how is she feeling, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. And she he basically says like, is she getting better? And she's like, yeah, of course she's getting better. She stopped drinking the tea. Mm-mm. And then he's like, well, shit. And then she's like, well, don't worry, I'm poisoning the porridge too. Yeah. And then he's like, well, can you stop? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's like, 
we don't have to keep doing this. Yeah. And she's like, no, we have to. Yeah, she's like, I, I like this. <laughs> yeah, well, she's like, we have to do this. Otherwise, like, we'll be caught. Yeah. So they've done this before. Yep. The, it It's come full circle now where you know, like, this has happened a number of times. Really just to, like, I think, honestly, just to get money for funding. To, like, is there even really... A reason as to why they're doing it? Or just <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh. Because it kind of seems like it's for money to, like, power their machine to get more money to move out of this shitty mansion. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, may, I guess, like, the whole premise is, like, to get this machine to work properly so then they can start making money through the the clay bricks that they can sell. And then leave, I guess, or just become like millionaires. I guess so. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Thomas like goes back in and like tells her like, "Hey, don't, don't, like, don't Stop. ever drink the tea. Yeah, don't ever drink the tea again." Yep. And then it kind of like cuts to Alan. Like he's just he he kind of shows up at this point at the post office. Yeah, and he's like, "I need a horse." Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, "We don't, we don't got horses." Yeah, we don't have, we have a hotel in the back, yeah. but we don't got horses. Like, well, she's like, "Well, we're closed," and he's like, "Well, I, well, I need a horse like right now." And they're like, "Well, no," and he's like, <laughs> "All right, then I'm gonna walk." And they're like, "Well, it's a four hour walk," and he's like, "Well, I guess I better start going." Yeah, and, you just and he's just in a snowstorm. Yeah. And then he just walks there. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna tell me that he doesn't like love her. I to guess go th- to go through all. I this. guess I mean I, I I just it's not that I disagree. I just didn't I didn't really like pick it up. Get the feeling that like they were in love. I just kind of was like oh like he's just gonna go save her life because that was his that was his, <laughs> his uh, only friend. I guess I guess, I don't know. I don't know. I think that they have. They might. They, well, you're very. You're probably right. He they probably definitely do. has a thing for her. Yeah, maybe. I, I think it's one of those situations where it's just like she friend zoned him to the point where it's like I don't even look at you. Yeah. Yeah. So he basically like, but then there's that cool scene of like the ghost. Yeah, in Lucille or not Lucille, Edith gets back up again because yeah. she hears like the baby's voice. Yeah, and then the ghost is like floating in the uh, in the middle, like in the center of the house, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's like right where the hole is, right? And then she's like like floating there, and she's holding the the baby. Yeah, which was really cool. Yeah. I, I really like that scene. And then it it just kind of like. Uh, well, no, because Edith is like, well, what do you want from me? He's like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, what, yeah. like, she's like, I know who you are. What do you want? Mm-hmm. And then the ghost like points. Yeah, because he even says too, is like, your name is Enola. Yeah. So she, she's yeah, exactly, and she's just like, what, like, what do you want from me? And she points, and then she points, and then Edith goes up. Yeah, she goes up to his workshop again, or some somewhere like upstairs. Yeah. And follows it, and ends up. Dun dun dun! Seeing Thomas and incest. Lucille, <laughs> just incest making. Yeah, out. they're like having like sex and like, well, they're about to be having mm. sex, and then she's like looking at them, and then she starts getting like horrified, and mm-hmm. then uh, Lucille kind of because she's like she's like it's Thomas's face, and then you can't really see who the woman is, mm-hmm. and then she like pulls away a little bit and then she like looks at her and she's like yeah bitch i'm banging your guy (laughs) that's right yeah and then she kind of i don't understand i think it might have just been from like shock but she's almost like oh well the poison too like she kind of is like slowly moving trying to get away yeah and then she's like hey 
uh, Lucille's like, hey, uh, you you knew that like this is what it was basically, yeah. and she's like, well, I knew you, I knew you guys were in brother and sister. I knew there was something weird here, and she's like, oh no, we are really brother and sister. Yeah, and then takes the ring back and yeah. pushes her. Yeah, she pushes off her. the fucking balcony. Yeah, and then she like lands on like one of the rail, like the mm. railings, like just fucking snaps her back, and then falls into like the snow pile that is coming in through the roof. Yeah, which she fell like a good like three stories. Yeah. And as I was watching that I was like, oh fuck. Yeah, that, that looked painful. Yeah, that was that was not a good yeah. hit. Yep. Botched. You got botched. <laughs> you got a botched one. Um but at the same time too, like while she's like laying in the center, you hear like the knocking yeah. on the door. Yeah. And then it's the doctor. Yeah, because Luce or Edith again, fuck, uh opens her eyes and sees that it's Dr. Allen. Yeah. And he's just like, hey, listen, like, I've heavily, heavily sedated you. Uh, I, I just needed to, like, set your leg. Yeah. Thank and then, God I came in at the right time. <laughs> yeah, basically, right? And then, like, they're kind of trying to play, uh, Thomas and Edith, or uh, Thomas and Lucille are yeah. trying to kind of play off, the like, that they, you know, that she basically did it to herself, kind mm-hmm. of. It was an accident. It just kind of happened, whatever it is, what it is. And then... He's kind of like, hey, can you guys just like leave for a moment? Because I need to talk to her uh, alone. And they're like, okay, yeah, sure. Whatever you want, doctor. And they like leave. And then he's like, hey, I'm going to get you out of here. They've been poisoning you. And she's like, I know, bitch. And he's yeah, like, I've known for a couple of days. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, he's like, they're poisoning you. We got to get you out of here. Mm-hmm. And then meanwhile, while that's happening, Lucille is talking to uh, Thomas. Thomas. And, he's, and she's like, he's going to fucking try to like <laughs> take her out of here. We got to kill him now. Yeah, and she says something to the degree where it's like, because she pulls the knife and she's like, the only question is, is it going to be me again or is it going to be you this yeah, time? Yeah, so basically, like, he he, he's like, he he like tries to pick her up and she can't really support herself. Mm-hmm. So he's like, brings her into the main area where that hole is, where all the snow is into the house. And he has her like sitting, or he has her like kind of like posted up onto the stairwell, onto the staircase. Mm-hmm. And... Then in comes Lucille and Thomas, and then she he and then he's trying to play it off like, hey, she's like going into whatever she has, a, she's going into shock or whatever it is. Yeah, I need to get her to a hospital. And they're like, sorry, Mister Bond, you cannot do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna. <laughs> she's petting a cat. <laughs> and turns around. Um. So he's basically like, look, we gotta go. And she's like, yeah, no, we're not gonna let you go. And it's all kind of like at this point, everybody knows that yeah. like what's going on. Because even Doctor Allen at this point is like telling him like. Oh, like I know what happened. I know Thomas, you're still married. And then he basically says, like, Oh, I know your mother was killed with a butcher's knife yeah. in the head. Now you both were fourteen and twelve. Now poor Thomas here, he just went off to to like get checked out yeah. and like make sure because he was so young. Yeah. But an older Lucille now, she must have had to go to some different type of psychiatry. He said, he said that like um that like her background is a little like iffy. Yeah, he's like we don't really like know exactly what happened to you, but yeah, uh, but you understand that Lucille killed her own mother. Yeah, exactly. And she's probably been killing every other wife that Thomas has had yep. at this point. So then they try to leave, and then she fucking stabs him right like, in the armpit. Yeah, like right in the armpit. And, Jesus! And I thought that was a little like much, <laughs> like like the it was like a little overacted because again, you only got stabbed in the armpit, and like the way that the, what's the guy's name? Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, the way that Charlie Hunnam like 
it's almost as if he got stabbed like in the chest and like is about to die. Yeah, I he mean, was like, oh, he like <laughs> he pulls he, it out he, slowly. Yeah, he like pulls it out slowly, and some blood comes out, and he's like, like all of a sudden, like completely, he like he can barely walk. Yeah, he, and he walks like over huff. to the door and he like opens the door, <laughs> and he's just like, I don't, I don't know, like was it him like accepting death at that moment because he thought he was yeah. just gonna get killed? I mean, he was just kind of like, oh, like can I really make it out of here he's right like, now? Yeah. But then he opens the door and then just stares and he's just like looking at it and then he's just like, <laughs> he's like, all right, well now like, what? I'm being dramatic. <laughs> um, but I was like, is it really like that painful? I don't or know. Like that? It might deadly? have been painful, but I, it definitely could not have been that deadly. I don't know, man. I don't know if it. There's if what's the there? Pit, muscle. Yeah, so <laughs> you're not gonna die. Yeah, it's still probably like one of the worst spots to in field. the armpit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, she got him clean. Yeah. So basically, then it's like, hey, Lucille's like telling her brother, like, listen, you go, go fucking stab it. him. And then he's like, goes over there, and he's like, hey, uh, I gotta stab you. So why don't you tell me where to stab you so you don't die? Yeah. It's basically like what it said at this point, because Thomas doesn't want to do this shit anymore. Yeah, Thomas at this point. One has realized, like, hey, I actually really do love Edith. Yeah. And two, like, I don't want to kill people anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, like you said, he he asks him to point out where to stab him where it won't hurt. Yeah, exactly. So then he tells him where to put it. He stabs him there. And then he kind of, like, pretends that he dies. But still, like, he's bleeding out pretty bad. Like. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he got stabbed, like, lower torso. Like, she, he stabbed him, like, in, like, the groin area. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was like pelvic, like left pelvic. You would call that the groin area? It was like left pelvic area. All right. <laughs> I know stab the human him right in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was like, he didn't stab him in the dick. No, but like the pelvis, like, like yeah. The, um, wh- whatever, like <laughs> whatever. He stabs him. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> he is. <laughs> um, but yeah, then it cuts to. Thomas kind of like helping Alan down into the basement and just being like, Hey, just hang out here. Like I'll get you help. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go fix this. Yep. And then at the same time, Lucille has, uh, Edith basically like drugged up in her room. I would guess. Yeah. I would assume. I guess. Yeah. I would assume her room and just like telling her like sign it as she's throwing her, book in the fire yeah like page she's like by burning page. all everything yep and they basically just like she just asked like why are you doing this yep and she's just like oh well because we can we're, we're trying to get money yeah i was born in the darkness <laughs> you were molded by it, it. <laughs> and she cuts off like the lock of her hair yeah and kind of puts it under and like ties it up and like starts braiding it yeah and then puts it into like a little book yep it's like oh this is where all the hair goes yeah (laughs) (laughs) this is where all the hair that i've killed before yeah Yeah. and at that point like she's just like forcing her to basically sign it yep um i forgot what edith says as like a snappy comeback but like she gets super pissed off yeah she does and then basically she fucking stabs her in the chest. Yeah, because she signs it, and then as she comes back over, she stabs her, like, right in the collarbone. Yeah. There are some nasty stabs in this movie. Yeah, because then fucking Thomas. But, <laughs> um, later on. So, like, she, she like, stabs her. She uh, So, either stabs Lucille, like, right in the chest collarbone mm-hmm. area. Lucille's like, ah, falls, right? And then <laughs> Edith, like, has the, the thing, the what she stabbed her with, and she, like, runs 
And then doesn't she like run in? She like runs into uh yeah. She runs into Thomas. Thomas, and then he's like, <laughs> "Hey!" And she's like, "Get away from me!" And he's like, "I'm I'm trying to." He's like, "But I'm not. I don't want to do this anymore." Yeah. And then she does she, it. yeah, he he's just trying to explain to her as like, "Hey, like we're gonna be okay. Like don't worry. Yeah, we'll get out of this." Yeah. And um, quick thing too, like r- little rewind. <laughs> uh, Lucio said something cool where as she was explaining like oh so you guys are brother and sisters and like you do bang and she says like monstrous love makes monsters of us all mm. which i was like yeah. that's cool yeah, that was a cool line yeah so yeah fast forward again to like where we were at i forgot you tell me oh well thomas was going to try and be like hey like okay yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go sort this out yep just wait for me here y- yeah stupidest thing yep should just go down this the elevator right and just try to leave yeah um so, at that point, Thomas is just going over and trying to be like, hey, you've been stabbed. That sucks. Um, listen, like, we don't have to do this anymore. Like, sits her down and is like, hey, we can, like, what we'll do is we'll leave the, the mansion, take whatever money we have. We'll go live somewhere. I don't care where. Like, we'll just live, like, a normal life. And Lucille's, like, totally on board. She's like, oh, yeah, okay, let's yeah. let's do that. Yeah. And he says, all right, all of us will be okay then. Yeah. And she just gets so pissed because she's like, oh, you mean Edith too? Yeah. And then that's when she stabs him like twice in the chest. And then once in the face. Once in the fucking cheek. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. (laughs) Cool shot. Yeah. (laughs) As he like sits down in the chair and tries to like pull it out. Yeah. And ends up, like, because she, she realizes at this point, is like, no, fuck, like, I didn't mean to kill you. Like, I'm sorry. Please don't yeah, die. Yeah, she immediately, like, kind of regrets it. Yeah, and he kind of, like, sheds the tear of blood. And he said something, and he was like, he's he's just trying to, like, say his last words, basically. Yeah. Um, And then it becomes, like, the chase scene. Yeah. Right? And this, this is kind of, like, the last, like, 10, 15 minutes of the movie at this point. Yeah, basically, like... Lucio just kind of tries going towards her as Edith realizes, like, oh, Thomas is not there anymore. Yeah. And she, like, quickly gets in the elevator. Goes uh, down. Yeah. She, like, follows her down, which I thought that was a funny shot. It was, like, very Scooby-Doo. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but, like, as Lucio was trying to run down the stairs to get to her, she has, like, the knife and, oh, like, her yeah. very flowy dress. She's yeah. like, oh! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to meet her downstairs. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so she, like, meets her, like, down there and then, like, well, go runs towards her, right? Well, there, she stops at the kitchen for whatever reason to try and find get like, a knife. A knife. Yeah, yeah, so she like runs, gets a knife, and then she runs back into the elevator. And then and then Lucille's running after her, and then Lucille like uh, Edith like closes the gate behind her. Mm-hmm. And then Lucille's got her arm through it, and she's like trying to stab her. And then Lucille, uh, Edith's like, I need to get, like get down. So she's as she's like trying to hit like the down button for the thing, <laughs> she gets like her face sliced by Lucille, mm-hmm. and then Edith has like the smart idea of. While her arm is in the the gate, yeah, Edith slams it the other way, like hurting her arm. It would have yeah. been cool if it just fucking sliced it I off. Know. Like that, that would have been, been dope. But um, she just like hurt her arm. She drops the knife and then she like basically uh, backs the... away and then hits the button and she goes down. Mm-hmm. And then you're then she goes into the basement 
and then what's his name is there yeah the doctor yeah and edith just kind of tries to like hide him for the point being and for whatever fucking reason i hate when people do this like edith like drops the knife yeah and like puts it on the yeah step yeah she like, puts it on the thing like, i get it like there's a lot going on but don't drop your weapon it's never put your weapon down your one weapon <laughs> yeah and then she comes down yep like lucille, lucille. Yeah, Lucille comes down, and then Lucille has, like, the line where she's basically like, hey, uh, there's one thing that I, before they took me away, there's one thing that I've kept in this house here. Yeah, it's and a then she like, And then she, like, pulls up one of the floorboards, and then she reaches in, and there's a box, and then or not a box, it's a, uh, like, a cloth, mm-hmm. and she unravels it, and then it's the butcher knife that they, that she used to kill her mom with. Yeah. And then she's like, I'm going to use this on you. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's basically just like a chase scene at this point where Edith yeah. uh, runs up. She like, because they're in like where they're mining. So mm. where that machine is, she like can get up into it basically and then go up above ground. Yeah. So now they're in like the front yard. Yeah. They're in like basically. the front yard and it's like really, uh, this is, this is now bringing you back kind of to the, the beginning scene. Mm hmm where it's all like super super foggy and hazy and basically they're just like running at each other and like this wasn't very realistic like the way that no. the way that Lucille can like move yeah cuz she moved so re- fucking like fast. so fast and like you're in this just giant open field yeah and then, like, you're in this giant dress that, it like... Was, it was just more so to just kind of be, like, a suspense. Well, you know scene. what it was, honestly? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't really do much... Re- I I usually do research in the films when I... You know, <laughs> no, you I'm, didn't think it was important. I, I didn't think one. for this one. I was like, this is whatever for me. But it seemed very, very, very Gangs in New York. I don't know. Have you seen Gangs? Bits and pieces. Okay, so, like, the ending of Gangs in New York is almost exactly like this where mm-hmm. Daniel Day-Lewis mm-hmm. and Leonardo DiCaprio are are fighting and while they're fighting the town is getting like hit by like cannonballs and stuff because it's getting destroyed mm-hmm. so there's just like all this gray smoke everywhere and Leonardo DiCaprio can't see anything and Daniel Day-Lewis kind of like runs and like stabs him real quick and then runs away and then it, it's just very much similar to, to like it, it, it seems almost like paying homage to mm-hmm. it or just stealing it yeah. whatever you want <laughs> either to say. one either one but like it seems very very gangs in new york in this scene all right um but you did like i really like it too they show it a couple of times and this was one of the times too where they kind of focus on the ground and you see like the footsteps where yeah. the snow gets like the red clay that sinks up. yeah so it looks like blood but it's mm-hmm. not yeah because that was like a whole thing where it's like oh like it's a, clay comes up during the winter time and yeah. makes the the grass and ground look red yeah that's why it's called crimson peak yeah. Aha, movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah like they did <laughs> <laughs> ah title <laughs> oh i get it oh now. i get it that's why they call it that <laughs> that's why i have to be superman too in a quest for justice <laughs> oh he said the movie in the movie <laughs> um but yeah so basically like they're fighting yeah and then she, she like yeah because she drops the knife and um it almost seems like Lucille's about to like kill her, and she's got like the shovel. Yeah, and she, she's she because she says a line where she's like, "I'm, I'm not going to stop until either you kill me or I kill you," basically. Yeah. And then, and then they like fight, and then she says it again, and she's like, she like kind of she gets her once, she like stabs her or whatever she does to her, and then Lucille finally like falls, and she's like, "I'm not going to stop until you kill me or I kill you," and then 
uh, Edith just takes the shovel that she's holding and just like spike hits her in the head like two good times, like she, cracks her skull she open, bashes yeah. her. But the reason why was because um, Edith, because like you said, like I'm not gonna kill you until, you, or I'm, we're not leaving until one of us kills each other. Yeah. And Edith says, "Well, what about him?" And Lu- that's why Lucille turns yeah. around. Oh, right, right, and right. He's Ghost Thomas. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's just like standing there, just like watching. Which. At, Fucking two minutes before the movie's over, this is the only other scene in the movie where somebody else sees a ghost besides yeah. Edith. Yeah. Um, so basically, like she says, you know, we're not going to stop until somebody dies here. Mm-hmm. She she cracks her skull open and she's like, I heard you the first time. <laughs> right. It's like it's like a very 80s like yeah. it's like. <laughs> yeah. um, and then she walks over to Thomas's like ghost and no words are exchanged. Nope. But she like touches his cheek where he's like was where he got stabbed and where mm-hmm. he was bleeding and like the the blood is like kind of flowing out, mm-hmm. but it's like like a smoke kind of, and it like she like touches it and it kind of like wraps around her finger a little bit and it's like it's like kind of she can play with it almost yeah, and then he just disappears yeah and then this is where it cuts back to the very first opening scene where she says like ghosts are real this much I know yeah kind of goes on again and again yeah and. Then music picks up. You get like kind of like a montage where you have like uh, somehow Edith and Alan are like heading out towards the entrance. Yeah. And people are there waiting to kind of like take them away and like yeah. help them. And then it does like a really cool kind of like slow pan as she's doing the monologue mm-hmm. into the mansion. Mm-hmm. And you see like a lot of the rooms again. And yeah. You see like the long hallway and it ends up like finishing off going into the room where Lucille was playing the piano yeah and you see her ghost now playing Playing, yeah and then I forgot what exactly the last line was but it was effective enough where it's like (laughs) that's the last scene that you see yeah and And then then, that's it right yeah and then that's Crimson Peak all right so now now it's time for fun facts so I don't know if you noticed I'm pretty sure at this point you were kind of done with the movie yeah I was (laughs) so if you watch the rest of like that cinematic uh, credits mm-hmm. at the very, very end, it's a book and it closes the book to the title of the movie again, Crimson Peak. Yeah. But at the bottom, if you notice, it says it's written by Edith. Right. So did you know that? No, but. <clears throat> so that's one. That was something that, one. that was something that I wanted to like say mm-hmm. is because something that I did not like about this movie was how they kept saying oh it's a ghost story and they're like oh but it's not really a ghost story it's a love story that has ghosts in it yeah so i mean it was pretty like clear that i was like oh that's what this movie is (laughs) the story that she wrote yeah like so i mean i didn't see that but i was gonna say that that like it was pretty clear that what she wrote was like what they were living but i didn't actually see that okay uh, then I have another fun fact okay. for you. So, <laughs> so in preparation to this movie, uh, Guillermo del Toro actually wrote for Tom Hiddleston, uh, Jessica Chastain, and Mia's characters. Yep. He wrote about 10 pages of backstory for each person. Yeah. And only about them. Like, So it, it was like, Oh, this is what their upbringing was like. This yeah. is what their character like. Very likes Quentin Tarantino. To do. Yeah, yeah. Very Quentin. Much. Do you know that he does that? No. Quentin Tarantino was known mm-hmm. for knowing everything about his characters. Mm-hmm. So, 
a lot of the time when he when he gives the uh, his his actors uh, a a role, he says like, "Hey, this is this is uh, this is your character," and then here's an entire encyclopedia of everything that they've ever done, basically, like literally like that. Um, like to the point where, like, when he did Jackie Brown, mm-hmm. did, I th- did I talk to you about this with? Uh, uh, I think we talked about it in the last Robert podcast. De Niro about the shoe. No, no. Okay, so like, literally, Tarantino was so detailed with um, the the like the the backstory of his characters mm-hmm. that when uh, so he he basically found out that De Niro, for some reason, he like the way that De Niro like gets his characters is by the shoes that they wear. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the questions that he asks is like, hey, like what, what kind of shoes does my guy wear? And then they'll be like, okay, well, he wears like these type of shoes. He wears these type of shoes. And then he kind of like fits into that. Okay. So what Tarantino did was he found out that. So he wrote an, an, oh, no, no, no. He gave him a whole story where he, he meets with De Niro. And De Niro's like, okay, like this is your character. You're playing this guy. And he goes, oh, he's like, so what kind of shoes does uh, my guy wear? Mm-hmm. Tarantino's like, well, it's funny that you asked that. <clears throat> he's like, uh, he's like, so he wears like these black, like kind of like nicer dress, squared black dress shoes. Mm-hmm. But uh, he he was like, but you you know you went to jail and when they you know they make you take off your clothes, and you have to like give in all your personal possessions. So he's like, you that when they took your shoes, he's like the left shoe basically. When they put it in the bag, they put like all of your coats and your and your and your jeans on top of it, right? And they bent the and it bent the toe of the shoe. So and it, and you know it, and then they just threw it in the locker and it's been in there for years. So then when you finally got your stuff back, mm-hmm. he's like, you you pull out you pulled out your shoe and now your left shoe kind of like pushes up a little bit. So <laughs> like when you're walking, you gotta like really really like kind of push down a little bit to like get like a normal step in. So that's very like Tarantino, like the way he like he he like when he gives like his actors like packets of yeah. like here here's your backstory. This is what like when he when he did for Once Upon a Time, mm-hmm. he gave like Tarantino, uh, he gave uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt like a packet each of like their relationship one another, the type of movies that they did together, like their characters, like the type mm-hmm. of movies that his their characters. And he does that for everybody. So that's that's, cool. that's cool. Yeah, that, yeah. I, I appreciate when there's that much detail put into a character. Yeah. I'm still gonna count that as my one for the podcast. That's fine. Yeah, well, that is your one. That's, that's, <laughs> sure, I, I did. I did not know that. Fuck yeah. So I'm on the board. All right. So let me tell you. Let yeah, me talk please, to you about this movie. Now, now that we've talked about the entire movie, yeah. please discuss so what I wanna, you didn't. So like. I'm gonna. No, first, I'm gonna give you the pros, like the things okay. that I actually really did enjoy. So we kind of already covered some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is the, the the fantastic set pieces, the way the way that yeah. Guillermo del Toro, the, the house that he built or the house that was in the movie and all that, like very very beautiful, mm-hmm. really really cool. Um, again, cinematography on point. Like this, this, this film is directed very well. Yeah, it's not like an incompetent person is <laughs> making a movie, right? It's you can tell that he's been doing this for a, a little while now. He's really honed in on this craft mm-hmm. of direction. He knows how to place the camera. He knows how to block his scenes properly, and he knows he he, he just he's he's good at that, right? Yeah. It, it, he knows how to do that. Um, also, the acting in this movie is really really good, except the for actors, like a couple of scenes. It's kind of like eh. a little, but for me, like the main character, Mia Thomas is like, they're, they're really, really good. Yeah. And then the last like 15 minutes of this movie mm-hmm. are really are great. Like 15, 20 minutes. The last 15, 20 minutes of this movie is like what I really, really wanted the entire movie to be. Like it was so good. I really, really enjoyed the last like 20 minutes of this movie. 
So let's get into <laughs> now, what I didn't like about this. Now here's the full page. <laughs> so this is what I didn't like about the movie. Mm-hmm. So first off, before I even talk about the film itself, I want to talk about the marketing for, for the film. Okay. So you told me <laughs> what... so pissed already. <laughs> the marketing no, is yeah. wrong. <laughs> so like the, the marketing for this movie was not... It was done how M. Night Shyamalan did... Six or not uh, the, the village. village? Yeah, same thing. So, because I, I watched the trailer today mm-hmm. for uh, this movie, Crimson Peak. Yeah, and the way that they the, the theatrical trailer for this is one hundred percent a horror film. Yeah, they do a horror slash suspense. It's type not. Movie. There's no romance in it at all. Really, it's mm-hmm. all just this is a horror film. And I don't know if that was Guillermo del Toro's. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure if that was his choice or mm-hmm. if that was the studio's choice. Because I know a lot of times, like, shit can get a little, like, wonky with, like, what, how, how the trailers are made. Yeah. And what, what they show, what they don't show. So, I don't know whose fault that was. I'm not sure if that was Del Toro saying, this is what I want, or if that was a studio saying, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. But either way, <laughs> terribly mismarketed, because that's not what the movie is. Mm-hmm. Right? So, now, <laughs> let's get into the actual movie itself. Okay. Um, one thing I was actually really, really disappointed with was he is known for his practical effects. Yeah. Pan's Labyrinth, Hellboy, all, Shape of Water. Everything is like everything that he does is his creatures are really, really cool. Right. Yeah. And I was so disappointed that he went more of the route with of CGI in this movie. He did. But here's a thing, too. The the only, like, the biggest thing that he did that was CGI, other than, like, you know, kind of like the ghost's wispiness, was when you first see the mansion and you get, like, that pan up, the hole in the ceiling, that yeah. was all CGI. Yeah, that was all fake. Turns out, though, I looked it up, so he got actors to, like, play the ghosts. I forgot his name, like, who it was, but, like, he's... He's worked with him before uh, in other movies. So they had them in like full. Yeah. You could tell that they were there. Like you could tell that they were there. But like, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like I was just really, really disappointed with that because I really like the way Del Toro makes his, his characters with his creatures and all that. And he's got a Lovecraftian vibe yeah, to it. It's cool. It's just for some reason, like this movie, like every time I see a Del Toro like film, mm-hmm. it seems like now, I mean, th- th- these last two anyway, uh, Every, anytime he uses CGI, it's like noticeable CGI. Like it's not the best. And this movie was made in 2015, so like mm-hmm. CGI at this point is like pretty good. Yeah, it kind of takes me out a little bit. <laughs> like it takes me out of like I, I don't know. Like it, like the same thing when he made um well he produced Scary Stories. Yeah, which you haven't seen yet. Right? I have not. Yeah, have I heard you? heard pretty good things about it. No, see, I fucking I, knows not, what he's he, doing. <laughs> he didn't direct it though. He, the guy who directed it is the guy that directed uh, the Autopsy of Jane Doe. Oh, okay. If you saw that movie, did you see that movie? I think so. That isn't, movie's really cool. Isn't no wait? Uh, 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 mm, <laughs> don't know if that's the one I'm thinking. I don't of, think so. It's probably where not. like the the woman has like Alzheimer's, no, but like no, no, she's no, no, actually no. possessed. No, 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 no. So this oh. movie is all about like a, a body, like a, a people out are at a morgue, mm-hmm. and they're like uh, this this girl comes in, she's dead, oh, and yeah, yeah, they're yeah, trying to like it. figure out what happened to her, and then it yeah. turns out that she's a witch. Okay, and. It's really, really done very, very well. Mm-hmm. I actually really liked that movie. I thought it was pretty clever and different. Um, that's the guy who did Scary Stories. But... His name's still attached to it. Del, Del Toro is attached to it. And just from the trailers, I could tell that the CGI mm-hmm. in Scary, scary stories. stories is not that great either. Eh. 
<laughs> not, not the... I'll, I'll let you know once I watch the movie. <laughs> um, and then I talked about the post office scene where she yeah. is absolutely hysterical about wanting to leave. And then he's <laughs> yeah, like, let's go to the post office. It's so much fun. Yeah, man. that was that was the bad shit. Uh, <laughs> um, my biggest honestly, my biggest like gripe with this film mm-hmm. is the dialogue and the story. So the yeah. dialogue I felt for the most part was just not interesting. Mm-hmm. Like the majority of this mo- film, to mm-hmm. be completely honest, I was very bored. Mm-hmm. And I like boring films, right? <laughs> I like Kubrick. I like Paul Thomas Anderson. But f- this movie, I just was not that interested in. Like the dialogue and like what people were saying, like saying, I just, I was like, I don't care about any of this stuff mm-hmm. personally, right? That That's all yeah. just a personal opinion. And then, well, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, I personally think you're a dick. <laughs> uh, and then I think it had some pacing issues. It That's a thing that I will admit to. Because like as watching it again, it's like even going through like my notes yeah. as we're preparing for this is like this is paced a little off. It's not it's not paced very well mm-hmm. it's again like you're kind of like getting to like these ruts where you're just like okay let's get to the next scene let's do like let's like, let something cool happen yeah or even um, so like some scenes kind of blend in with others. yeah yeah so i don't know the pacing of this film i did not think was very great uh but then my biggest my biggest <clears throat> thing was <clears throat> that i i knew going into this like you told me that this was not a horror film mm-hmm. this is a gothic romance yeah but <laughs> the romance is off the romance is not that good Mm-hmm. The horror is okay. Mm-hmm. And then it's also like a mystery. So you have like yeah. a romance, you have a mystery, and you have a uh, a romance, a mystery, and a horror film. And I feel like so you he think, doesn't really nail either one of them. So you think it's more of just kind of like an identity crisis of what this movie is Kind of, yeah. Because so, it's like, hey, this is a romance. But again, like there aren't very many scenes in which the romance is happening. Mm-hmm. You don't really like you don't really see them fall in love. There isn't any like, hey, like this is them falling in love or anything like that. It's kind of just like, hey, I'm here from I'm here from England. Hey, I love you. Okay, let's we'll go move into this house now. And then like, you know what I mean? Like it, I feel like there wasn't that flow. And yeah. then again, the horror aspect of it when when they happened, they were exciting, mm-hmm. but there wasn't enough of it for it to be considered a horror film. It was just kind of like, okay, hey, here's a horror thing to kind of like keep the momentum of this movie going. Like, let's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was kind of like, okay, a lot of downtime has been happening. Let's throw a horror scene in the middle of it <laughs> to now like propel it. And then you have like this mystery aspect of it. Of like who these people are. Who they and, are. Like- and this is where like I had issues with the writing because mm-hmm. I thought that although it was like a mystery, it was very lazily done. In my opinion, because uh, instead of so like when you're making a movie in my mm-hmm. most in my most humble opinion, I've never made a film before. But in my most humble opinion, when I go to a film, I want to see visual storytelling. Mm-hmm. And Del Toro decides to just do exposition for the revelation of stuff. Yeah. So he it's kind of you to kind of like figure it out yourself almost. Well, no, it's more like, hey, here it is. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's just given to you like through words. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like they're poisoning you. This is like this is what's happening. Like there's that scene where she goes through and she and she finds all those letters. Yeah. And everything is just written out for her and for us. <laughs> and it's just like, "Hey, this is what's happening. This is this is the situation." So I have like problems with that because I feel like that's lazy storytelling. It's not like visual storytelling, you know? You're just kind of like saying like, "Okay, here you go. Here you go. Here you go." Yeah. And I don't like that. Do you feel like I'll, I'll pose a question to you. Do you feel like if the story maybe was a bit more of the romance where Edith maybe knew 
from the beginning and Thomas told her from the beginning, like, hey, this is what's going on. This is what my sister is planning. However, I'm really falling in love with you. And then it just so happened to have, like, ghosts as well. And Lucille just kind of, like, became more of a murderer. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't know, like, what, in my opinion, like, what I would have preferred. Because, I mean, honestly, the love, st- the romance of this film did not really interest me. Mm-hmm. I didn't really care for them. You know, it's not like, oh, I really bought them as a couple together. Yeah. It's not, it was just kind of like... I think the romance aspect was more of, like, the two of them being married, but it's the one person that kind of, like, broke up him and his sister. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. I think that's the aspect that he was going for. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I don't know. It just didn't go over well, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't think he, like, really nailed the, the romance stuff. Um. And then, I mean, I, I, at that point, it's kind of just like like little nitpicky stuff, like mm-hmm. the doctor who then becomes the investigator. Mm-hmm. Just like why, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like, like know your place. <laughs> like just why, <laughs> like doctor, kind of unnecessary. Uh, and then I, I said about like the gangs in New York thing. It kind of seemed like that was like kind of just taken straight from gangs in New York. Which yeah. if you watch that scene, you'll you'll definitely like see it. Because that's why too. Even in my notes, I'll, I just wrote she's fast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Question right? mark. Like super super fast. <laughs> um, and then the and then like the last thing that really kind of annoyed me that I have is basically like when it, there was like so many scenes. There was probably like three or four. I, I think maybe three mm-hmm. scenes where. She kept Edith kept she kept waking up mm-hmm. and then going into the hallway and then f- seeing a ghost thing would happen and then she would like get scared and then she would like you know and then like, she would be like hey I'm scared and then it would happen again where she would wake up and then go into the hallway and then a ghost thing would happen and I don't know like for me I was <laughs> it's just, just like, very repetitive yeah it was just really repetitive and I was just like come on like I get it like this like how many times are we gonna do this mm-hmm. so I don't know like. And I and I'm I don't I didn't want to hate this movie I didn't I I know like I joke around with you all the time and I'm like Guillermo is always awful <laughs> all I don't the time. I don't think he's awful I really don't mm-hmm. I, all jokes aside I really enjoy Pan's Labyrinth I really enjoy the Hellboys he's he he's he is talented he knows like how to make a movie mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't love the Shape of Water Shape of Water won though it won did an Oscar I didn't love it though personally I thought I it got it. a little little lost in its metaphors and a little like okay like what's this subplot with the russians doing over here like why yeah. is this even happening but maybe i'm a little biased but like I, I thought it was pretty good yeah that's fine uh and so like i didn't love it but i didn't absolutely hate it mm-hmm. and i don't absolutely hate guillermo del toro but you don't love in either. all in all honesty out of all of the del toro films that i have seen mm-hmm. i personally think that this is probably the worst one <laughs> And I'm sorry to tell you that, but I, I just, I was very, very bored throughout the entire mm-hmm. film and I didn't really care for the characters. And I was just like, this is not my movie. This that's, is not, this is not for me. That's fair. And you like it. I'm not going to shit on you for liking it because <laughs> right. It's all subjective, right? What, what you enjoy and what I enjoy is very different. But for me personally, this did not scratch my Del Toro itch. Mm-hmm. Pan's Labyrinth in my, in my opinion is probably his best movie. Yeah, I that I for say. me, like I really, really like that movie. I think that's like probably his masterpiece film out is, of all of them. Hellboy's yeah. fun. I really like Hellboy. Hellboy's really, really Hellboy good. Hellboy has like the prosthetics that we were talking about, yeah. where it's like it really has like that creature vibe. Yeah, to it. and it's really good. So does Pan's Labyrinth. Like Pan's Labyrinth, the creatures in that movie are so cool. Yeah, for the time that that movie came out, too, really well done. Yeah. And that movie's so beautiful. Like, that movie yeah. is so beautiful. There are a lot of, like, really pretty scenes. Yeah, like, I really, really like that movie. So, 
in my opinion though crimson peak didn't really didn't really do it for me it's it's definitely like middle ground with me in like where his movies sit um maybe more so just because i kind of realized what it was after i watched the movie yeah because again i also like you kind of went into it thinking that it was a horror movie yeah and then after i watched it i was like well that really wasn't that scary yeah and then afterwards i found out like his intention was to be a gothic romance right and i was like okay i, I see a little bit more of where he was going yeah with it. yeah I, I i understand where he was going with it i just don't feel like he fully nailed it i feel like he didn't really stick the landing completely mm-hmm. i can i can agree with like some of the points that you made i still think that this is a fun movie it it kind of like because i like stuff like this i like darker kind of like ghost story stuff yeah um so to me it was it was a fun movie all right, Zach. Well, see, that wasn't that bad, right? <laughs> you didn't shit all I over made, it like I, I thought. No, no, no. I didn't. I didn't want to destroy it, yeah. but I didn't because uh, I, <laughs> I I could have if like, I wanted. I mean, I could have just been like, "You're stupid for liking this," but I didn't want to do all that because I want to have like an intelligent conversation. And we disagree on this film, but at the end of the day, I still liked. I still enjoy talking about it. I still enjoy talking about it with you. So, mm-hmm. thanks for the recommendation, Zach. We're friends. <laughs> so, Zach, go ahead. Do our outro. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, roll the credits. <laughs>